So, you ready to start a podcast? Well, Spotify for Podcasters is the absolute perfect solution. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters. They make it super easy to record and edit right from your computer. And not only that, it lets you distribute your content everywhere and even earn cash. And the best part, it's absolutely free. You literally have no excuse. So I suggest you go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters and start creating today. Welcome to Harley Initiated. It is your host, Tyshawn Jackson, here, Harley Initiated, live with my co-host, Ryan Ketchins. Look, we got somebody. He's <laughs> back, and he brought, brought a friend, so yes. it's about to be crazy. You guys know this brother right here, because he caned up and flamed up the set. So today, we invited this brother back for another edition, but not only did he come back... Yeah. He brought the wife. Yeah. The wifey. Yeah. I yes. Brought, I brought my rib. My he rider. brought the rib. <laughs> my rock. Yeah, my rib, my rider, and my rock. Okay. The yeah. rib, the rider, and the rock yeah. is in the building. <laughs> y'all already know. My bad, y'all. Hold on, wait. What's going on, Amy? Hold on. Hold on, wait. We got something going on here. We got to mute bad. this joint. That's, that's you? Bad. Yeah, I didn't know what that was. Turn the sounds off. Let me introduce this brother. We ain't here rocking. Y'all already know him. Pastor James Bless Edwards him. and Mrs. and Mr. Edwards in the building. Welcome yeah. to Harley Initiated Live. Thank you all for having us. Yeah, thank Absolutely. you for having us. Like I said, I brought my rib, my rider, and my rock. There is no me ah. without you. Okay, come yeah, on. I like that. Sure. I like it. I like it. Well, we had to have you because yeah. apparently you are one of the advocates for Harley Initiated. Absolutely. And uh, you you was the first to introduce Pastor James to, yes. to our platform. Yes, that's correct. I um. I love to be able to hear a man's perspective. And so that's where, I, when, I, when I saw what you all were doing, I said, my, I told my husband, I said, yeah, you need to get a part of this. Like, they, they, <laughs> this, this, is where, this is where it is. So, yeah, absolutely. I like that. We're appreciative of that. And, and when I was talking, because, I mean, first of all, y'all have been speaking so much about the episode. If y'all have not seen the episode that Pastor James Edwards did on Soul Ties a few weeks ago, you got to make sure right after this episode, automatic must watch um, people still commenting and talking wow. about how it affected their lives even up until this day. And you told me you had something else in the bag special for the yeah. people, y'all. Yeah. So we talking about this <laughs> and I got so excited because <laughs> he said that him and his wife put together the seven core values that every relationship needs. And as soon as he said that, I instantly knew we needed this on the platform. Mm. So thank you guys for yeah. coming here today to bless the people. But before we get into the blessing, Ryan, talk to the people, tell the people we got coming to the coming form in this show here today. So there's a couple of things I really want to share with y'all, but I actually didn't talk to Tyshawn about it before the show to, uh -oh. to see if it was too early to release this information. Uh -oh. But just know we got some major things on the way. Now, check this out. I know I told you guys last week exactly where we at with uh, the fundraising and raising money for the studio treatment. So we are still on that page, guys. Yes. Just keep in mind, any, any super chat, all are appreciated, but anything at $10 or above, we will actually read live on air by myself or Tyshawn. And this is the thing. Last time we had Pastor James on the show, we the members went crazy. <laughs> the Super Chats went crazy. So I already know y'all better show out. Yes. Because he done brought the wife because we got to get y'all straightened out. <laughs> they need some help. Oh, my gosh. And first of all, we are in the midst of right now, like just a, a bunch. We're being stormed right now. Because we just recently had Samantha Lee on the platform. 
who talked about her um her marriage that she had recently with Tyrese. Mm-hmm. Y'all know what happens when something hit the shade room. And it hit the shade room and it's going crazy. Okay. Tyrese just actually did a response mm-hmm. to oh the e- to, oh, wow. to the actual episode that we just shot last Wednesday with Samantha Lee. And you know, I think that's actually really relevant to what's happening here. Because what we're seeing even on the internet now is the wounds of a relationship that the divorce happened a year ago. Well, it was finalized a year ago. The separation happened four years ago, Mm. but we still feel in the ripple effects through the entire internet today, right? right? So if we feeling it, I can imagine the family's feeling it. I can imagine the children's feeling it. I can imagine the friends, the aunties, the uncles, everybody's feeling it at that point. And they're just an example because a lot of that's the thing about, you know, being on a stage because you just experience your life in front of people. A lot of people are experiencing that same thing on the level that they at. Mm -hmm. And it's probably because they don't have core values for their relationship. Yeah. And they didn't have what we about to be putting here today. Yeah. So I'm excited yeah. for y'all to put this here together. But before we even get into it, y'all, when we're talking about core values, yeah. what do you even define as a core value? Wow. What is a core value? Um, core values are the values, the convictions, and the belief system, kind of like the culture, the shared, the shared set of attitudes, the shared set of goals, the shared set of values that we share that characterizes the nature of our covenant. Mm. So both of us in our core, we got to have certain belief systems and we got to have certain convictions for the two of us to completely become one. Absolutely. Are you with me? So core values, the purpose of core values is number one, I'm thoroughly convinced and fully persuaded that core values will keep you out of divorce court. (laughs) Yeah. If they are the values of your core that you two have shared and y'all have, you two have agreed and made an allegiance with it. So the strength is, uh, let me keep my vow. Let me keep my value. And so therefore when I, when something is a value to me, um, I protect my values. That's Mm. good. When something is a valuable, if something is a value to me, I don't only protect my value, but I also um, uh, um, I feed my values. Right. You got me. My values feed me, and I feed them. When something is a value to me, I'm not about to allow uh, anything to get on the inside of my value to infect me, because core values are also uh, protection from infection. Absolutely. I think I, I think I need to let it. I, I was going to say more. I wanted to backtrack <laughs> just a little bit. I was looking at a news article on CNBC, and so you would think, why do people get married or why people get divorced? You would think that it came from infidelity. You would think that maybe it came from money matters. The report said, out of interviewing a thousand people, sixty-three percent of people ended up in divorce court because one. They never understood the commitment in marriage. And number two, they never fully understood their significant other's values, meaning what do they value as a person? Mm-hmm. So it could very well be that before there is infidelity, before there is a situation with um, not having with with money or finances, how does your significant other, how does your wife or your husband, how do they value money? What do they think about money? Are they a spender? That's a value. When it comes to infidelity, how much is the is how how sacred is marriage to them? 
Is it just a piece, a piece of paper or is it really that we are going before we are going before God and we are really entering into a covenant? So before we even get to the place of getting married, what are the values you've established by yourself individually? So I think what you said was yeah. a value is what does it really mean to you? Absolutely. So if I'm a person where I was thinking that one of the core values was that, you know, infidelity, men cheating or women cheating, and that's why the relationship's not working out. Could it very well be that the value is I look at marriage as something to do and maybe I'm in this relationship and, you know, life is going good. I want a partner. Maybe I'm just looking at partnership, but I'm not really looking at having a covenant, a real vow between someone. So if we don't establish the core values in the beginning. All the other little things are just branches. The core value is the real foundation that a relationship stands on. And we create core values because if we create them, then we won't compromise our standards. That's good. I like that. Yeah, uh, without a shadow of a doubt. I'm very curious because I want to make sure I, I, I got those two sure. things. Mm -hmm. The first thing was the people, they didn't really know what. The level of commitment. The level of commitment. The level of commitment. And the second thing. Is they did not really know the values of their spouse that they were with. So okay. like, for instance, let me think of an example. There could be a value that um, I literally really like for me and my husband to spend a lot of quality time together. I'm not a woman that really likes a lot of independence. I really, really enjoy spending lots of quality time, family time. And then there could be, you didn't really know that about them. Maybe it was something, well, yeah, this is something that we usually do, but now I have a career and my life has taken off and I don't have as much time that I can give my wife. Well, now you're married to her, but her core value was, I really love spending quality time. When we don't spend time together, I feel there's a separation or a wedge. Well, you're thinking that you're providing for the family and that provision and, you know, that you're, you're, you're taking care of them. But in her mind, she's thinking, I really value our time together. And so from there, when you're not really understanding what she values, it can put a wedge in the relationship because you didn't really understand how much that meant to her at the time. Does that make any sense? That makes absolute <laughs> sense. And and I want to talk about that first part as well, because mm -hmm. now that you gave me a, a good understanding of that second mm -hmm. piece, the the marriage commitment, because we, Tashawn talks about this. We had an episode, we had two different panels. Mm -hmm. We had a husband panel where we asked him about, you know, if divorce would ever be an option. And we asked the same thing to a panel of wives. Mm -hmm. Now, the the difference in the uh, in the response to this question was the husband said, I'm getting married. Absolutely. Zero chance of divorce. Mm -hmm. Whereas the women responded with, I'm in it. But if this happens, but. I'm out. <laughs> right. It was always it's a, a but if. Clause. It's a contingency. Yes, sir. So could you could you explain, Mrs. Tiffany, could you explain what is the commitment of marriage? Well, it depends on where you are in your belief system. Once again, before we start talking about the commitment in marriage, what do you really believe? So for me, commitment in marriage is I'm not just going to walking down the aisle, getting so excited about being a bride. I am literally walking down the aisle to come to a man that I'm about to fully submit to. And we are about to make this commitment before God not just about each other, but we are literally going in to make this vow before God to say for better or for worse, for to, to death do us part. And so for me, the level of commitment is at this age in my life where I am right now. And when we got married, I was 36. I don't have any contingencies. It literally means that we go back to what we're talking about, the core values, 
there are just certain values that we established yeah. while we were dating that if we are on the same rhythm and we are on one accord with one accord with that, why would I even have a contingency? Because mm. obviously there's something in the dating process where there's maybe a, a slight red flag, because how could you say I do? And you know that you are making this commitment before God and this is a vow. And I understand. I listen. I, I'm not so super spiritual. Where I don't understand that things happen. But with that being said, where I am in my mind, my belief system and how I believe that it is us making this commitment where the Holy Spirit is the threefold core keeping us together. I'm not looking at marriage as a way out. I'm looking at us building something together yeah. and we about to ride this thing all the way out. Yeah. So we we look at it as if exactly what the scriptures say, the two yeah. have become one. Yes. So therefore, when I walk down the aisle and I say my vows, what's literally taking place is. I'm becoming you. Yep. You are becoming me. So when the two becomes one, there is no separation. Mm -hmm. The power is in the oneness. So therefore, I am all the way in her. She's all the way in me. And there is no way. Um, and, and we've done marriages before. And we've done a symbolic illustration of when one person pour some sand in and another person pour the sand in. And then when you put the sand together, can you get the sand from separation? Right. Can't separate the sand. Right. Are you with me? Right. So therefore, um, based on our core values, right. based on our shared set of beliefs, goals, and uh and, and attitudes, based on what God is doing with us, we don't we don't even one of the one of the constitutional rules of our house is we don't say the D word. At all. Don't say it. Right. Like, are we talking about the values? We ain't even talked about the Constitution. Yeah. <laughs> I right? like that. Yeah, yeah, I'm serious. You got a Constitution in the United States, right. right? It's certain things that you do and don't do in the United States because if you break the constitutional laws, you're going to get sued or you're going to prison. Let me go a little further because what may be allowed in another country yeah. is not allowed in this country. Are you so with me? everybody's Constitution is different. Now, it may not be something that they do over there, but over here in this house, this is yeah. our Constitution. Yeah. This is what we live by. Yeah. So when you mm -hmm. walk through this door, it's just certain things, certain conversations, certain words, because we understand the power of it. It just don't come through the door. Right. So it's core like values yeah. and the Constitution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We ain't going to get in the Constitution, though. We're going to stay with <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that. Yeah. That's episode three. <laughs> yeah. Constitution. It's, it's, you know, the English language, it's languages that, you know, part of other cultures where certain words that are included in the Webster's Dictionary in English that they don't even... They don't even have. Oh, in other places. In other places. It's not even a thing. Absolutely. So I like that you said that yeah. because divorce it can often yeah. be used as a way to threaten yes. a partner. And, yes. and, and so to bag of what you're saying, in Japanese lang language, they've took out the word opposition. And it's, it's defined as opportunity. Mm. So mm, when wow. anything takes place, they're not looking at it as an opposition. As an opposition so I'm coming to them. Right? They're looking when COVID happened, they didn't look at it as opposition. They looked at it as opportunity. Mm. Am I making sense? That makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah. No, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so like you was just talking about, some people use the D word as an avenue to scare somebody. Right. It's dangerous to try to use the D word to scare somebody when you know deep down in your heart, you really, really don't want that, but you want to get some control. But what you don't know is that when you are using this word and introducing it, you're producing a seed. And when you put the seed in the next person, that gives the person the opportunity to start getting ready to check out. Yeah. You're not checking out, but you're using the word. 
And when you use the word, it gives them the opportunity to start saying, let me start protecting myself. They start checking out. But all you had to do from the start was what? Not even let the word come through. Right. Mm. If you allow the word to come through, then you are allowing a seed to go inside of a person's heart. And then it's starting to create some stuff. Yeah. I'm making sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So that's the reason why in our house, we just don't, the, the D word, we don't even pronounce it. Right. So, not, so they got me thinking. You, you, you mind? Okay. Okay. So <laughs> I'm thinking about, we had an episode where we had uh Dozy, who's a 32 year old virgin, a mm-hmm. uh, gentleman, uh, very cool, very, had, had a lot of great things to say yeah. about his, his, his experience with being a virgin and abstinence. I watched yeah. part of that. Okay. Yep. And we had Candon, who's a, a purity or a wholeness. 14 years abstinent. 14 years abstinent. And uh, we having a conversation with them and it, it, it would, it came up about how different guys will have a different type of response. Uh, let's say uh, a not so good response to a woman communicating that she's abstinent, mm-hmm. right? So I want to talk to you guys about that because, and and what I was wanting to detail during that, during that conversation was, it, I don't think it's the abstinence, a woman communicate that she's abstinent. I think it's the other things where the guys can see that this is not a core value of hers, per se, or how she lives her life, but this is just something that she wants to apply to their specific situation. Does, does that make sense? So you're saying that it's not technically that she's really practicing abstinence. She's just wanting to withhold sex from that particular relationship. Exactly. Like, <laughs> for, for, for example, hey, so, well, yes and no. So she's abstinent, right? That's what okay. she's communicating. But her Instagram profile has a bunch of scantily clad photos. Okay. Or her actions okay. may indicate that is something else going on. Mm-hmm. So she's saying, hey, I want to be abstinent, but she it doesn't seem as if she's actually practicing everything that should come with abstinence. Okay. I understand exactly what you're saying. Okay. It's a hypocritical aspect in the middle of it. Yes, exactly. We didn't want to say that, but that's what it is. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, no, I, because <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know her, but... It's plenty of people that are flashing fancy cars and houses on social media and broke as a joke. So with that being said, she very well could have good intent. I don't really know. I I don't like I'm saying I'm careful to walk on. I don't know her personally. So with that being said, I think there's something along the way that she may really still desire the attention that she's getting from men. Maybe I don't want to take it further and actually have sex, but I really do the, I really do enjoy the intent, the, the attention from men. I really do enjoy the likes, the comments and the shares, but what I post and what I do, it should be uh it should be a Snapchat, a, a, a snapshot of your life, but that doesn't always necessarily mean because literally to be abstinent and she's still maybe posting a picture. It sounds like to me, if I'm hearing the question correctly, the man or that she's dating, a man may be just be thinking that she's holding out for him and not necessarily really telling the truth. Well, just a situation where if you if you say, hey, I'm a Christian and I'm religious, mm-hmm. but you don't go to church, you don't read the Bible, yeah. you're yeah. not amongst people of the same mind, then it's like, what are you really communicating? To right. Them? I agree. I agree completely mm-hmm. with that. I think that's one of the scary things that this culture is in now. It's a lot of hypocrisy. We say one thing, but then we show a different version of ourselves. But I really want to hear a, a male's perspective um, with that because you went ahead and, and, and called her a hypocrite no, already. I, I didn't. I didn't call her. I didn't call her a hypocrite. All hypothetical, just, by the way. Yeah, and All I was just. I was just trying to understand as you was right. trying to understand. And so I'm just the type of person that when I get something, I, I just need to be clear. Right. Like basically, is it so? So you saying one thing, but you demonstrating hypocritical actions. Exactly. And so, um, it, it can lead a man 
to get offended. It can lead a man to basically start taking the beliefs of, of, I don't, I just think she might not want me. Right. But the truth of the matter is in this age, in the social media age, I'm going right back to what you said. I'm thoroughly, I'm thoroughly convinced and fully persuaded that a lot of people have a deep desire for attention. And when the, when the, when the desire for attention hadn't been appropriately filled, people would do anything for likes, comments, and shares. Right. And so I, I, I don't like, she's saying, I don't know her. So, but I can see clearly how a person could be practicing abstinence because in their mind, watch this, people could also want a trophy for practicing abstinence. abstinence yeah. They're not just practicing, practicing abstinence because it's really a value. Right. But some people could just be wanting to be seen as a person to get on certain platforms to be able to say and just hold it in the grove for real. I'm not doing that. But at the same time, you know, exposing yourself to such a profound degree that other people will like, comment and share and you like. And so now I'm practicing abstinence. And so I love the attention. So I got a thousand dudes I can pick. Mm -hmm. Are you with me? So the satisfaction in the mind of a person to be like, I've never had this type of attention. I've never loved myself to such a profound degree. So now I understand I'm doing some and it seems like everybody else loved me. Right. And so and, it could be a fabricated image. It could be a fabricated thing for a person. And the only reason I ask that is because I'm trying to figure out when do the core values start? Do they start when I get into the relationship or do they start with me and then it steps subsequent steps after? They immediately start with you individual. I don't even know how people you get into a relationship and now all of a sudden you're ready to define who you are. There are literally aspects that you should be walking in prior to a relationship so that you can attract who you are. So if you haven't defined any core values, who you are separately to getting into a relationship, you are in in a very, very dangerous situation. Because if I don't define me first, whoever I partner with, they're going to define me. Identity is everything. Yeah. Right. If you don't know who you are, anyone, culture, society will turn you into whoever they want you to be. Mm -hmm. So if I go into a relationship not knowing who I am, I become a burden to my wife. Yes. All right. If you go into a relationship not knowing who you are, you become a burden to your girlfriend. Why is that? Because you need her to define you. You need her to see something about you that you can't see about yourself. Mm-hmm. You need her to show you skill sets or show you uh, gifts, talents, and abilities that you think you have, but you're not as confident as you need to be. And so, therefore, when a person continues to have to encourage you, build you, edify you, and you're not confident to know this is who you are, you don't become a blessing. You're supposed to go into the relationship to be a blessing, but you end up turning into a a burden burden. because Mm. you don't know who you are. One of the worst things a person can do is go into a relationship not having their identity intact. Identity is everything. Mm. These core values weren't (laughs) something that we came up with while we were married. This was something that was established like completely early, early on. One of the oh, things, wow. so we talk about, um, y'all know we are believers. We, we're, we're believers in, in Jesus Christ. And so one of the fruits of the spirit is, well, there's multiple love, joy, peace. But the one I'm trying to get at is self-control. self-control. If I don't have the core value of self-control prior, prior to becoming one with someone, why do I think self-control is going to be developed in the relationship? There is so much internal work that you've got to do prior 
to becoming one with someone, because if not, like he just said, rather than me coming into the relationship being a blessing, I'm coming in being a burden. I'm coming in bringing all of my insecurities. I'm coming in bringing all of my baggage, all of my drama, because I never did the individual work first. And so one of the things that I have to look at is self-control. So one of the core values that we have right now, I can't really even begin to even craft a core value if I don't even have any self-control. And Mm. I think that's why most, when we start talking about the D word or, or divorce, a lot of times it is because the other person has not been able, has not been able to really develop self-control in the relationship. So how do I even begin to talk about a value when I don't even know how to control myself enough to even be able to, to receive and to respect the values of my, of my mate? It's a lot of internal work that has to be done first. Yeah, absolutely. Let me, let me go into this. When we met each other, we met each other online, and yeah. I'm pretty sure we end up telling this story. That's <laughs> dope. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. For sure. Yo. We don't have to say the site. When we, when, we met, when, we met each other, when we met each other, this is what I knew, gentlemen. I knew this. She's not going to change me. I'm designed to change her. There's no competition. This is no competing. But I know who I am based off my core values. I know who I am based off my Lord and Savior. Yeah. God didn't design it for women to um, lord it over or control or change men. God designed it for the order to be God, man, and one man. So I had core values established in my heart. And this is what I knew, that my wife had to be on this rhythm. I'm pretty sure she she had the same thing. Her husband had to be on this rhythm. If we're not on the same rhythm, if we're not on the same flow, if we can't flow together, we definitely can't grow together. Absolutely. Mm. Are you with me? And yeah. I want to define that just a little bit more because it wasn't the fact that I met a man that was trying to change me, yeah. but I met a man that called me up to who I really was. I just needed someone to call me up. We deal with a lot of people where you get connected to someone. They call you down to where they are. Nobody calls you up to where they are. He had certain core values in his life that made me become a better version of myself. So when I when we use the word change, it is how does this person that you're connecting to, how do they call you up? How do they make you become a better version of you? And that's exactly what he did. A, a prime example is I grew up in the church. I took a long hiatus from the church. I was the one, the girl that would scream, I, I love God, but I was the girl that I would also get to church and would want to hurry up after church was over to get to the bottomless mimosas. I wanted to turn up a little bit. I was like real confessing one thing, but my lifestyle, not that I was out there wilding out or whatever, but my lifestyle wasn't at the place where if somebody, brief testimony, sitting at a bar, this is before I met my husband, sitting at a bar and they were playing blow the whistle by too short. I'm sitting there. I got a drink in my hand. I literally hear the Holy spirit say, Tiffany, if somebody wanted to know me, would they come to you to ask about me? And before I could even answer, he said, absolutely not. Absolutely not. You look like the world. You're sound like the world. You're dressed like the world. It was such a deep conviction in me that I got up and left That was two years prior to meeting him, but I had never met another man that was able to call me up into the true identity who I knew God was calling me to be. God was saying, you are my daughter. 
cover that up, sis. You are my daughter. Utilize self-control. Why would you want to get drunk and then not know how you're getting home self, how, how you're getting home safely? He was calling me up to a, to a standard, not to be super religious, but he was calling me to the standard to be his daughter. Not just, you know, we call him our heavenly father, but he was calling me to the standard to really represent, to be able to show people what it really, what it's really like to be a girl who's completely in love with God. So when I met James, one of the most profound things was I loved his relationship with God. I loved his prayer life. I love that he was a man that didn't do a lot of yelling and screaming. I love that he read books. I love that he wanted to know the inner parts of me. So when he talked about changing me, it wasn't that you're looking for someone to change you. But are you attaching yourself? Are you connecting yourself with someone that has the ability to call you up? Not where we're just and there's areas where God knows that I've called him up. But we don't really look for that anymore. It's so based on the physical. But he was really, really touching me internally, calling me up to who I'm supposed to be. Because Mm -hmm. relationships are about transformation. And transformation is the ability to go from to. to. So if you're in brokenness and you meet a person, they should have the ability to start putting some in you to take you to wholeness. Some people meet me people and they're broken. And then from brokenness, they go down to depression mm-hmm. because transformation is from to whether you're going from to to something great or whether you're going from to to something that's a disaster. Relationships are about transformation. When you connect with somebody, either they're going to bring the worst out of you or they're going to bring the best out of you. Right. But if you know who you are, you know what you got to bring to the table. You know what you stand for. You know where you're going. If you know who you are, if you know where you're going, if you know what you want, you can bring the best out of a person because you know what's in you. And you know what you, when you got something in you, you got something to add to the situation. You don't have anything to subtract from the situation. Mm-hmm. Ooh, so first of all, y'all already see what kind of episode is about to be. Facts. We 30 minutes in, so we about to let the Facebook group go. Let them go. Let and not, go. not only are we 30 already? minutes in and that we already got over 800 people in the chat. So what I need for y'all to do. That's growing fast. I, the amount it, of listen, people in the chat is growing very quickly now. What's going to help you, what's going to help grow it is you guys hitting this like button. Let's quickly get us to 400 likes. That's just a few of the people in here pressing that thumbs up button. Close yeah. your chat. Just take some time and actually. Press the like button because the world needs to hear this. I got a couple of shout Especially, outs. Especially, yeah, let's go ahead and shout out our people. <laughs> shout out to Bestest Friends. Shout out to Beautiful One. Shout out to Your Milk and Honey, Harrison yes. Family Values, and Ayana Gibbs. Just a few people who have joined Harley Initiated Family welcome, on the YouTube welcome, channel welcome. membership. And shout out to Kisa Walker. Kisa, so talk about Kisa a bit. How we know Kisa? Man, back in the day, in our last company, this is me and Ryan's actually third business that we're in together. Kisa actually was one of the people that was uh, in the workspace that we used to be in. And she's seen us go, you talk about transformation, (laughs) right? From there to here, you see it happening. You see the evolution. So we love you. And I actually want to speak on that a bit. Did we finish the shout outs? Yeah, we good. We, we, well, you know what? Real quick. Shout out to, shout out to VJ. VJ, we just love you. Shout out to VJ. VJ has probably been the first person to drop a super chat on the past 15 episodes. I want to do, we're going to do something special for VJ one day. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm calling now, VJ. Just, just Facts. stay here with us, baby. Stay here with us. Shout out to Rhonda Marie and shout out to Crystal Robbins. Crystal, look, I'm going to personally give this message to Pastor James. I want you to email us at info at We're going to make sure you good. Yes. 
So interesting. I kind of talked about this prior, but this really is me and Ryan's uh, third business together. Okay. And for each one of those business we started, a part of the practice and the exercise we we had to actually start the business, the very first exercise was literally to create core values mm. for our business. Yes, That's sir. Good. And the beauty of those core values was it really had us think about the approach and the angle we wanted to take in each oh. business. And the core values were so important because the way we talked about the core values was the core values were that thing that would lead our decision-making and the type of people we would hire and bring into our business. And we always would say to the people that we brought in, whenever, if me and Ryan not around and y'all don't know what to do and you got to make a decision, you look at the core values as your North Star mm -hmm. to make a decision. Direction. Right. Because it always goes back to the core values and how we move and how we operate. And when I'm thinking about these seven core values that we have, mm -hmm. I'm just imagining that people are starting probably the most important business, the most important union that they can ever have. And that exercise is not being had. And I remember, I think it was, man, I, I think it was actually, you. I want to say it was this business we ran into. And I don't think we did as good as a job out the gate with our core values. We didn't even said any. And the funny, <laughs> the funny thing is when we talk about, we had this evolution where recently we made a very big change in a pivot in the direction we went. Value. It really went into a core value exercise where we had to really figure out where the hell we was going yeah. and how we was going to do this. And it really took us actually getting our value straight. So let's actually start with these core values. Y'all right. kind of broke down the intro, okay. but break it down for us yeah. so we can know what yeah. values we need in our relationship. Yeah, well, look, let's not give them all at the same, all no, at the time. We, we got to make yeah, sure we they- we're going to go one at a time. Let's right side. We're going to just feed them a little bit so they'll stay. Yeah. Exactly. Keep on going because yeah. they're going to keep going up and up. And y'all hey, listen, get, right. get your think pen they get and paper out tonight yeah. because this is going to be some notes yeah. that y'all need to take. If, if you give them the seven, they're going to think they are. They heard they got the whole message. Right. Yeah, absolutely. If I may, if I may start. But. I was going to say, it's not that I want to kind of sometimes because you're receiving information, you need to know who you're receiving it from. Yeah. My husband and I, we have been together for nine years. We're coming up on eight years of marriage. And sometimes people look at the length of something. What I can say, and I think you said that the last time that you were yeah. here, I can count on one hand how many times we have gotten into like horrific arguments or things that are just, you know, that are, that are toxic. Yeah. And I really believe it's been because of these core values. Yeah. So I think this is going to bless some people. So in other words, we got fruit. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Fruit. Yes. Yeah. We got fruit. Yeah. <laughs> we got produce. I love that. We can produce peace. We can produce love. You can produce joy, not being braggadocious. We, Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. But when you walk into our house, you'll feel peace. Yeah. Every person that's ever walked in our house, first thing they say, man, it's a peace in here. Yeah. Mm. It's a peace in here because of these core values. That's, a, value that's a compliment right yeah. there. It's yeah, some yeah, peace absolutely. in here. Yeah, it's some peace in here. But, but, but look, don't first hold it for first. us. Let's get in core first values. First things first. First things first. God is first and we put each other first. Mm -hmm. First things first. God is first. Not money. God is first. Not children, God is first. Not our goals, God is first. Not our careers, God is first. Why is God first? God is first because if I put anything else first before God, if anything start happening inside, opposition starts coming to the marriage and storms start coming to the marriage and the 
foundation starts trying to get infected, then whatever we put first, that has to have the ability to begin to come in to fix whatever whatever it is that we're going through. Yeah. Mm. So if God is first, now he's all power, he's all knowing, he's all present, he's all integrity. Whatever he says, if something is coming against me, watch this, I yield to what he says because God first means this. God is not just savior, but he's Lord. That's good. Type that in. Right. God first means he's not just savior, he's Lord. When he is Lord, this means that whatever he says, I have to be the one to be the student, to take the instruction, to obey whatever he says. So mm. if there's anything that's going wrong, if peace is not there, then I can always go to God because he's first. Why is peace not in the home? Peace been in the home. Why is peace not in the home now? Nine times out of 10, he's going to let me know that something is not right and I need to fix it when he's first. Right. God is first. I want to add, so I love my husband dearly. I know that he loves me too, but it's not the fact that I think that he loves me so much and that he's good to me because he loves me. It is literally the God that is inside of him that is literally the Lord over his life that is being his governor. So when you have a man that put God that puts God first, it is the fact that that man has submitted to God prior to asking me to submit to him. You have more men that are unsubmitted looking for women to submit to them where I look at him because sometimes we can say, put God first in this culture, that statement can sound cliche, yeah. but it's literally meaning is God the governor of your life? When you are in a bad situation and you could either do the right thing or the wrong thing, are you governed by your feelings in your flesh or are you governed by the Holy spirit? And so that really, really matters. We, I, I've never understood it. We, Come to God and we go to the altar and we nine times out of 10, usually it's done in a church. Some people may get married in a courthouse, but I'm talking to people who get married in church. You'll get a pastor or whomever else to marry you and you'll make this covenant unto God. But then God is not in the relationship. It's almost wow. like you do it just for the wedding day where I'm looking at my husband. God is first, not because he says that God is first. Not because he has this amazing prayer life, which I absolutely love. Not because he reads his Bible, which he should read his Bible. I know that God is first because God is the governor in his life. So that means I keep when he leaves the house, my husband travels a lot. I don't I'm not the woman that sits back where I'm insecure and I have to worry because right. I'm like, God, it's not because I'm having to wonder, like, you know, is my husband going to be good to me? Aside from me, before I met him. God was the governor in his life. Same thing with me. God is my governor. So I'm not answering to my husband. I'm first answering to the God that's in me. And then I'm able to fall back into my husband because he submitted to God. It's the order, like he just said, it's God, man, and woman. But you really have to ask yourself, who is the man submitted to? A man that is submitted to no one is terrifying. That's dangerous. <laughs> In some ways, he's become his own God, because if you don't have anyone that is moving you in the avenue, telling you right from wrong, all man has all men. We all have a conscience, meaning men and women. But who is your conscience controlled by? Is it controlled by how you feel or is it I feel it, but I don't respond to it because even though I'm feeling this thing, God is my governor. And because I don't want to disappoint my father, 
I'm not doing this that can later on ruin my relationship. So when we talk about God first, that's really what we're saying. Is he the governor first in your life? Yeah, not as an event. Yeah. But as a lifestyle. Not about us going to church together. Not about church on Sundays. I mean, we, we should go to church together. Yeah. Yeah. But God is first, even when he's grooming me and I don't want to be groomed. Yeah. Mm. God is first, even when he's guiding me, when I don't want to be guided. When I don't want to be led. When I don't want to be led. God has to be first in every aspect of my life. Because like she just said, a man left to himself to be his own God will always self-destruct. Jesus himself said in the Bible, I never, I I don't do the thing unless I see my father do it. I don't say it unless I see my my father father say it. He came under to show every single man that we got to come under somebody. We got to come under submission because if we left to ourselves, if we left to our selfishness, we're going to self-destruct. God is first. Watch this. If God, God is first. And then the sequel to that under the same core value is we put each other first. Mom is not first. Brothers and sisters are not first. Children I know this is a hard one. Children are not first. The two have become one. So God is first and now she's first in marriage. This is the power of our covenant. This is the power of our our core values. See, because if the two becomes one and we're a team, it ain't a devil in hell or nothing that can stop us. When I put her first, she put me first. So I got got a quick question here because... (laughs) When it comes down to it, I don't realistically think that ladies are really out here meeting men with amazing prayer lives. I got you. That's really I, reading I the Bible every I week. I mean, really, when we even think about it, I think they said the statistic was less than 30% of the world even reads. Absolutely. So realistically, I don't really think that these men are in abundance yeah. that have that closeness uh-huh. and that connection uh-huh. with God. So if God is first and a woman needs to make sure that a man is submitted to God, and he's not really displaying these things, but he has some of the qualities that uh-huh. might be a good man. He's got a decent job. He's mm-hmm. respectful, mm-hmm. comes from a decent home. He's planning. He's, yeah. At least it looks like he plans on treating her right. Mm-hmm. Right. And she's vetting him out. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Should that be a concern for how does she go about, you know, managing this type of man and that type of relationship? Let me say this and I'm going to give it straight okay. to you. Let me say this. When you have a desire to become one with a person and fall in love with a person and you're thinking about spending your life, the rest of your life with a person, and you're not where you need to be, and they allow, and they open you up to see you're not where you need to be, I'm thoroughly convinced and fully persuaded that a person would want, would want to start growing towards that place. Mm-hmm. Am I making any sense? Yeah. Mm. So when they want to start growing towards that place, now here comes the core values. See, the core values can come in even before we even get into the engagement or anything else. Because you know that we are going somewhere. We are becoming to go somewhere. We're not becoming to stay where we are. Right. We're becoming to go somewhere. So if I don't grow into who I need to grow into, then I can't hold my weight when it's time to go and plow. Right. Are you with me? So when it's time for us to do some real work, we need to be equally yoked. And so when you start talking about being equally yoked, then this literally means that I have the same level of strength that she has. Mm -hmm. She has the same level of strength that I have. And we can put us side by side with each other. And if whatever speed, ability and strength that it takes in order to get the job done, we got it together. Yeah. Am I making any sense? Yeah. So therefore, I'm not saying 
throw them away or be like, no, it ain't. No, 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 I ain't doing this. Maybe he or she may be the one, but maybe it might not just be time. It may be something that they need to grow into. That was going to be my question. That lady, like you said, maybe everybody is not sitting around praying and reading their Bible yeah. all the time. But I, my question is, is that one of her core, is that one of her core values? Because if it's one of her core values, this is the thing I think I heard on one of these, one of you all's um, episodes where they were talking about like a man of God. I'm not even talking about a pastor <laughs> or a preacher or a deacon. I'm not even talking about a man of God. I'm just talking about God's man. Somebody that literally has <laughs> the ability just to not want to do life separate from God. I'm not meaning that he got to do sermons and every time you look at him, you know, he's sprinkling, sprinkling oil on you. I'm not saying that what he just what, what James just said is so true. Are you with someone that maybe he's just a good man? You know that he's going to love you. You know that he's a provider and protector. But my core value is I really do want someone that's going to pray for me. I want a covering in my marriage. I want someone that is going to be able to pray and lead our family. He's not there yet, but because this is one of my core values and he, and we are considering marriage, then I would hope that he would want to grow into that version of himself because that woman should be able to call him up to where she needs him to be. If, if her core values are God, man, woman, and right now she's like, I'm the one that's stronger spiritually, then maybe she calls him up to that, that, hey, I'm not looking for you to be, quote unquote, a man of God, but hey, babe, I really do want you to grow in this area. I want you to pray for our family. I want you to cover our family. Can we sometimes sit down and read our Bible together? Can we maybe attend church together? Plug in those things. And if he's really the one that God has for you, he's going to rise to the occasion because what you're asking him to do is not something demonic. It's not something yeah. that's awful. You're literally calling him into a relationship that's not just beneficial for you all, but it's beneficial for him. I believe that all people have the ability to grow, but you have to first look at the person that you're signing up to be with. Are you willing to grow in this area to meet me at my core value? Because I'm the type of woman I refuse to settle. I'm good with meeting you where you are, but at some point where you are is not where we're staying. And so you've got to know your strength and identity as a, as a woman, because that's the other part is I do. We counsel women who get with men <laughs> and they knew that a man was deficient in an area. Mm. And now they're a year into the marriage and what they were okay with prior to walking down the aisle. Now they are in this big thing of like, you know, help us. What do we do? And my real words to her, girl, get yourself together because you knew what you were getting yourself into. Let's figure out how we go in now and try to make sure that you have, because everything is not about him. Some things are about you. Why were you okay with saying I do to someone when you knew that he wasn't in this area, he wasn't willing to grow? Why are you mm. even saying I do to a man that you know is not willing to grow? So I go back to the original thing. <laughs> what do you do? Is that her core value? Because if, if it's her core value, why are you entertaining a man who's not willing to come and meet you at your core value? I, I, yeah, I, I like this. Message. I think it's a very powerful message that you guys are sharing with us now. And I, I'm thinking about that first core value. Put God first. Yeah, God is first. Now, it's some people that's watching this because I, I would say we, we don't identify as a Christian podcast. Yeah, we bring a lot yeah. of different it's, people, yeah, people on, right? right? <laughs> but it's, so it's people that are listening to this message yeah. that's like, 
already they don't lost me with this first core yeah, value i'm sure because i don't see myself i see myself as non-religious i may see myself as spiritual or i just may be in this place where i'm just generally not receptive to god in yeah, general in, sure. in whatever form so i, I just this is a, a personal question for the, for the both of you i think do you think a man for a man or woman that doesn't identify as religious or maybe they're non-spiritual in some kind of way, mm -hmm. do you think it makes it more difficult for them to find that potential long-term relationship or, or long-term partner? I think the aspect of joining life with someone and not having any foundation, I guess my question would go back to that person. When things get hectic in a relationship, what do you do? Like, who do you turn to? I'm always curious about people who do life on their own, do life on their own. You are about to connect yourself to someone. So maybe you asking me the question, but I really have the question back to some of those who are saying they're not religious. They're not in a relationship with God. Then who is what is your source when things get out of whack? It's to me. I think it just makes relationally, I think it makes it really, really hard. I don't know if you want to. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt, um, one of the most dangerous things that I, I truly believe, one of the most dangerous things is for two people to come together and say they're becoming one, but they don't have the spiritual aspect on the same rhythm. Because like I just said, if, uh, if, if God it's not the number one priority in my life. If he's not over me, then I'm over me. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm over me, I'm left to my own thoughts, my own feelings, my own emotions, my own this, my own that. And so, like she said, when a storm come or when something come bigger than me, what do I do when I don't, when I don't have it, when I don't have the wisdom, I don't have the power, I don't have the understanding to turn the situation around. Are you with me? Yeah. If, 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 if I try to go into something and I'm saying the spiritual element is non-existent, then I've already eradicated, I've already eliminated a part of life that I'm going to need to keep this thing together, R regardless of what we say, think, feel, or believe. We're three-part beings, spirit, spirit, soul, and body. So when I take myself, I'm not just taking me. My spirit is coming along. My soul is coming along. My body is coming along. If I'm not spiritual... What happens to that other part of me? That means you only want two thirds of me. Yeah, soul and body. Yeah, soul yeah. and body. So I'm really wondering what does that person do with the spiritual aspect? I'm wondering too. I actually, <laughs> should, should, should we drop a poll on that? Yeah. I'm just uh, curious. What how was many, the poll in particular? Well, I'm just curious how many people would identify as non religious. Mm -hmm. Or, but, but they would still, but non religious and non spiritual is different. Okay. Yeah, because a lot of people are going to yeah. say I'm spiritual. I'm spiritual. Yeah, so but that, I'm not that, religious. That's, that's very different. Yeah. Like okay. it's people who are, like they've rebelled against religion for whatever reason that might be. And they still say, look, I still want to learn, you know, the spiritual science of the world. And I'm still open to understanding that. But then there's other people that's like, no, I'm like the spiritual realm altogether is, you know, whatever the case yeah. is. And they've, they just totally closed their mind to that. I think those probably are the more, you know, three categories, if anything, to ask. But I, I mean, I'm curious too, because I've never asked or polled our audience about their spiritual beliefs. And I think that's a really good point too. And help me out with those those three before you get started. Just say, uh, would they identify as religious, spiritual, or non-belief? Non yeah, yeah. non-believers. What's that, atheist? <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. That's, yeah. That is what it is, yeah. atheist. Mm -hmm. But see, <clears throat> in general, 
it's like I I too am, am with you on that because yeah. even me personally, like I mean when and, and folks look you you might say you ate these too when to your back get against the wall <laughs> yeah for sure and like you just you just starting to look for something and the nearest and dearest thing might be a prayer to somebody that all of a sudden you're trying to build a relationship with because things just harder and and out of your hands and understanding. You know, and, and that's where and that's where it can start. You you coming into a relationship or to a marriage and you are not just you yourself coming in. Yeah. You coming in with somebody else. Two people make up a relationship or a marriage. So therefore, you thinking one way, you believing one way, you deciding one day, you one way, you feeling one way, you got a whole other person that's on the other side thinking, deciding, feeling, and believing a whole other way. Yeah. How in the world, if I'm thinking South and she's thinking North, how in the world can two individuals make it to the same destination without a third person on the inside that can jail them together and move them into the same direction? Right. It may start off good because, you know, whatever we, we both we both like sports. We both like cooking. We both got some likes. It may start off like that, but. In a matter of time, when life starts lifing, life happens. Yeah, and and the depths of you have to be exposed. You better believe you're gonna need some help. Yeah, you know it's it's. <laughs> to be honest, we could take honestly, we could do a whole damn show on that first quarter. <laughs> yeah, I one. promise you, we can. Yeah, I promise you. But that that that's that's such a good point. Yeah, and and here's actually what I want to do, y'all. Because first of all, we got 960 people in here. Okay, the poll has just dropped. All yeah. right, so choose a category. Uh, which category do do you most identify with? That's religious, spiritual, and non-believer. And if you're watching a pre-record, just put it in the comment. Okay, and uh, and that's why for all the pre-records, I want you to put the answers to these polls in the comment section. But what I want y'all to do is go ahead and do. We got 116 votes here now, and it's funny. Typically, when we get about 115, 120. The the whatever said in there, the percentages they they might just change by a few percentage points, yeah, but it's it that's is, generally the answer. Yeah, no, that's generally one, this, what it this is. This one is hopping around though. Yeah, this one hopping around. Okay, yeah. so we go we gonna let this one sit here for a minute, and you know it's it's interesting because when you're talking about these conversations about yeah. the core values, a lot of people can just find it very difficult to know when to introduce these or how to introduce this conversation. Mm -hmm. So I guess. I mean, how, how how do we have this conversation when we, you know, in that dating phase and getting to know one another? How, do I say, what's your core values? No, no. <laughs> like, how, do I, how do I figure that out? Please no, don't, do it that don't do it that way. I think you start out with your lifestyle. The greatest message you'll ever preach is how you live. Yes, sir. I think you start right there with your lifestyle. I think you allow them to see consistent decision making. So it's not necessarily you what you say at first. Uh. At first. Because I got to give a person the opportunity to know me by what I do, not by what I say. Right. He was really slick with me. He asked me, what books are you reading? And I had never had a man ask me. No, I asked that question. Never too. had a man ask yeah, me that. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good one. That's a great one. Yeah, it's I, showing you thought process. It's, it's showing sure you the direction is. of the thoughts. It sure is. He asked me um, what books I was reading. He wanted to know like what television shows that I watch. Do I really even watch TV? He what wanted to know like what I did for fun. Was I the girl that was still out clubbing because he's more of a homebody? He asked a lot of lifestyle questions. And so the lifestyle questions let him know what rhythm that I was on. And so I didn't even know much about him. And so sometimes it's good just to ask people questions in the beginning so that they don't become a version 
of themselves just to make you enter into a relationship with them. I didn't know where these questions were coming from. He just mm -hmm. asked the questions and then I went ahead and answered and here we are today. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and and, that, and when, you know, you, like I say, you, you got to live this Yeah. because if it's in me, I know it when it's in you. Yeah. If it's not in you, I know you can't trick me. Mm -hmm. So I don't say initially start off, but for us, I think, um, man, our first conversation was like, Five or six hours. It was a long time. It was a long hour. Yeah, first conversation. First time. Yeah. <laughs> first was. conversation was like first. five or six hours. That's a good sign. Yeah. It was. I met I, we met online. Go on, mm -hmm. tell the story. You, you, now, you do so great I um I had so this is I got married when I was really young. I was 22. That marriage only lasted for two years. And Lord no, core values were the farthest thing from my mind when that happened. And mm -hmm. so I was just I was too young. Um got divorced went through like a really, really hard season. And I was single for years, kind of dated here and there, you know, had a relationship kind of, but I knew that he wasn't the one. And so finally my mother one day said, well, you know, I'm spending a lot of time at home by myself. Cause I just told y'all my testimony. God asked me while I'm sitting on this at, at this bar, like how will people even want to know me? Would they even come and ask you? So I'm sitting here feeling convicted, not really knowing what to do with myself. So I'm home by myself a lot. And so I had a lot of friends that had successful relationships from online dating. <laughs> so I said, let me go ahead and just get my little thing. Now, this is back in 2014. So it was a little bit different now. Times have changed a lot. But then you had to go in and set up a profile and put up your credit card information. I did that, but they were offering like a free trial run. So like if you did it for seven days, then you don't have you, you won't get charged for it. I actually went on there and I went on a total of three dates. James was one of them, but I actually went on two dates with two other really nice guys too. I just wasn't feeling it. But prior to meeting him, I went on there to remove my credit card information. And there he was in my inbox. And when I looked at him, his profile picture was nice. And I'm thinking, this is cool. Now this is ah, kind of funny. So when you're on, when you're online dating, if you all have done it before, there's a lot of texting back and forth. Nobody really does the phone calls. So for the podcast listeners who are maybe on the first one, my husband <laughs> has a very, very interesting, interesting lifestyle. He did time in federal prison. So when. Oh, that's that's why he that's why so he won. There out. you go. Yeah. He had the edge. <laughs> right. He had but the no, edge. <laughs> but listen, so this is the funny part. I'm, of course, you're on there and you're interacting with a lot of different men. But he's the only one that says, hey, can I call you? Like, can you give me your number? Can I call you? And I'm thinking like, this is interesting because most people hide behind their cell phones. I didn't realize it. It was because he did not, he missed that whole era of text messaging. Like he was still like on that whole <laughs> Blackberry kick where you could chirp and you could leave like, you know, talk to people like um, <laughs> kind of like an intercom type deal. So I didn't realize it. it was because he had, but I met you, you had been home for three years already before years I had met you. Yeah. But when we got on the call, he wanted to know the books that I was reading. And what I did love, he never told me his background. He never told me his life. He got off the phone. And before we ended the conversation, he said, Google me. Mm. And then from there, I Googled Ooh, him. Stay mysterious, fellas. <laughs> he, there's so many things going right in this right, right now. But go ahead. I Googled him because he wanted me to make a decision after. But what I loved, he allowed me to find out to find out who he was for those five to six hours. Then once he had already made the impression then he said to Google him. And then when I Googled <laughs> him, the news article came up and I saw everything that had transpired. The next day I talked to him. He said, did you Google me? I said, yeah, I did. 
He says, what do you think? Do you still, are you, are you still interested in them possibly <laughs> meeting? I was like, yeah, absolutely. I love the fact that you were, you know, you didn't, it wasn't that he was upfront that he told me, no. but he allowed me to make a decision. And so we maybe met and talked on the phone on a Monday. And then I did not get a chance to meet him in person until that Friday. And we've been together ever since from that one conversation on yeah. the phone. So wow. we've been together ever yeah. since. Yeah. First of all, when you talk game slick, <laughs> you got to make sure you get on that phone. Yeah. yeah. So it was, there's two things going on. There's two things going on for me. Like she right. She absolutely right. When she said, you know, I wasn't in the text message era. When the text message era started, I was locked up. Yeah. Right. But the second, <laughs> but the, but the second thing, seriously, because of my makeup and how I am, I need to hear a person's voice. Right. When I need to have a conversation with you, man to man, yeah. I'm the type of person that'll fly here to Atlanta and look you in your face. Yeah. And we talk man to man. Yeah. Because I'm this type of person. Um. Um. I heard what you said by text message but i need to hear what you say because i need to hear the spirit behind what you say mm -hmm. are you with me yeah so therefore I'm, I'm testing the spirit by the spirit yep it's the reason why i call and so the second thing is also um when there is a reluctance of transparency then that's an illustration that a person is not as free as they think they are mm. when i'm reluctant to be transparent to be open to let you see inside of me, yeah. then that means that I don't want you to see something because I'm afraid that if you see something that I don't want you to see, it may, t may deter you. Right. So therefore, I'm so free, I'm so transparent that I'm telling her, hey, we've had a great five, six hour call, chemistry seemed like it's on fire, but you know, before you get into me and I get into you like that, why don't you see who I am? Why don't you see where I come from and see can you handle that? Let me give you an opportunity to see if you can handle that. Because I had been through something before this. Yeah. Like, met a girl before her. And we talking, same thing. And it's kind of like, I can't bring you home to my mama. No. Like, I'm like, okay. You got me. But I wasn't afraid to be vulnerable. I right. wasn't afraid to be transparent. Because I knew without a shadow of a doubt, oh, I'm going somewhere with you or without you. First of all, thank y'all so much for sharing the love story. Yeah. Thank, thank, they love, they love that. Because love the people, the people, you know, it is giving us hope. It's giving the whole chat hope. The chat is yeah. going crazy right now. Yeah. They like y'all holding out. Y'all yeah. didn't tell them what yeah. the what the uh, the app was. So. And I and I want to let's open it up on a whole nother scale. Let's 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 open it all the way up. Let's let's let's. Oh, you ready for the no, phone? You ready no, for the phone call? No, no, I'm I'm saying as it pertains to they like the love story. Yeah. Where I come from, where she come from. Yeah, my lifestyle. Yeah. My background is totally opposite. Yeah, just give him a little James. bit more. So, well, I think to know his, um, briefly, his father was murdered when he was four years yeah. old. His mother dealt, dealt with a heavy drug addiction yeah. while he was a kid. My mother and father have been married for almost 46 years. My father has always been in the home. I am a daddy's girl. Um, both of I'm extremely close with both of my parents. So our backgrounds were totally different. But when I talked with him, I knew that's why I don't like you asked the question about how like, about people that don't believe in God. It was such a spiritual connection. I did not connect with him just in my mind and just with the thought of what it would be like when we met in person. We had a spirit to spirit conversation on the phone. I wish I could describe it better, but I got off that phone knowing that it was something totally different. But once I did find out his background, now this is me. I mean, people may not want to say it, but I said it to him. 
I'm like, every man go to prison and then find Jesus and want to come out talking about God. So oh. what? this is your story. It's nothing different about it. And that's where I had to go back and eat my words. The life that he lived before me, it was, it was, it, it was, it was crazy and it, it, crazy in a good way. The way that he would pray, the way that he would, it would be times where I would be like, let's, um, we're on the phone. Or I want to talk. And he'll be like, well, I got to call you back. And I'm like, what do you got to call me back for? Cause I'm in the middle of this chapter of this book and I've got to finish reading it. It was just little things about his life where I was like, this man can teach me something. That was the missing piece for me. Mm. I don't want to sound cocky or arrogant, but I had never been with a man that could teach me anything. Leaving my father's house, my dad prepared me for life. I had, I was well within my career. I was always the one that was trying to, if I'm dating or even when I was in my prior marriage, I was always the one, let's wake up and go to church or let's read or let's, I was always the one trying to bring a man up because I was up. And I really feel like my story is like a lot of women. Oh, you yeah. meet a lot of women where we've done the work and then we desire love. And then we have to bring somebody up in order for it to work. He was mm. the first man that could actually teach me something. And when he was able to teach me something, I'm like, Lord, I can submit to this man because I really trust that he could lead me and take me somewhere. Ooh. I had never been with a man I mean, I'm being honest. I was at a place where I had dated men where I would still have to call my father to come over and handle stuff. The day I'm dating a man and you're in my life and I got to call my daddy, something wrong. So wow, he was the first guy where I felt protected. I felt safe. I felt like he listened to me. I felt like he could lead me. I felt like he could take me somewhere. And those are the questions that I wonder for women can he lead you? Can yeah. he teach you something? This is our saying. Can they challenge you? Yeah. Can they teach you? Do you trust them to lead you? Can, can she challenge you? Can she challenge you to go beyond where you think you should be? Because she sees something that is greater. Can she teach you? This was the first woman I ever met in my life that made me know I got to be quiet and listen to what she got to say. And, and, and I'm saying, like, <laughs> my lifestyle before meeting her, I'm saying before prison, I was a, um, before changing, I was a stone cold fool. <laughs> you know, I felt like my mindset was, if you ain't got more money than me, don't talk. Like, I really set on that mindset. And so I didn't really, in that lifestyle, right, I'm not going to where God has me going today. So that don't really, really count. But still, when I came out a changed man, I didn't meet no woman that I knew without a shadow of a doubt, when she started talking, I got to be quiet. I think Can she teach you? And then the next question is, do you trust them to lead you? Because the truth of the matter is, yes, I am the head. I make the final decisions. Yes, sir. But sometimes I got to pass the driver's wheel. I got to pass it over to her and I got to get in the passenger seat because the two becomes one. At sometimes, at some places, at some points, because of what's on her, what God got on her life and the wisdom and the skill she set she flow in. I got to be comfortable enough as a man and confident enough to know that I'm passing the wheel over to my better half. And watch this. This is me, too. But she's leading in this place and it does not take away from anything from me while she's leading. And when he's passing me the wheel, if I get nervous when I'm in the driver's seat, he is such he is so confident in who God has called him to be. 
that there are some avenues where we are making decisions. And because of my background in, in, in the finance world, that I will take the lead and I'll be trembling and scared all over just to be able to fall all the way back into him. It is priceless. That's the next question. Like so many women, we don't have men, men, they don't have men they can fall back into. The men are having to fall back into them. And it's just, mm. it's, it's not fair. We are not designed to carry certain weights. And when you put a weight on me that God did not create for me to carry, it automatically comes in and it breaks our foundation. And so that's when disrespect comes in. That's when yeah. um, dishonor. That's dishonor. Resentment. So many women we talk to, it's not the fact that she doesn't love him anymore. She just resents him. Yeah. She resents him because this has just been too heavy. Being with you feels like a burden. And it's just not fair. Funny example, just about growing each other, because I know you only got through two of we them. We hadn't even made it to the second one. Yet. No, 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 no. Yeah, we on the, we on the first. Well, no, you, were, you were meaning, you were saying that we are, uh, this is a second ago, you were talking about the three reasons why we come together. You Did just, I say that? Teach, yeah. challenge. Yeah, do I, cha can I challenge, challenge you? you? Right. Can I teach you? Do I trust you to lead? Right. Yeah. So it was funny where this is like a really light occasion. So a light, a light story. My first time meeting him, we have dinner reservations. I think we were meeting <laughs> <laughs> at seven or eight o'clock. Now, my background, when we say dinner reservations, we're going to like a nice restaurant. Now, granted, we live in Houston, Texas. It's really, really hot. But I told him we're going to dinner. He told me to pick the restaurant. <laughs> we would meet there. Y'all, he walks into the restaurant with like a button down shirt on and some shorts. And at that point, I am like, this is dinner time. Where is your blazer? Where is your slacks? Even in some <laughs> jeans, but he walks in with the shorts on. But I did not discount him that in that moment. But later on, when we got deeper into the relationship, I'm like, hey, you know, if you're invited to dinner and it's at a certain restaurant, put your blazer on. Yeah. Like, you know, tighten up in that area. She calling Make sure. me up. Yeah, mm. so it was one of those things where it's funny but now, because he travels a lot and he does business, you better believe that when it's time to be in a certain situation or place, he's prepared and he's ready. Well, let me tell you, first of all, <laughs> yeah, again, y'all see what kind of episode this is. Look, we're going to be on here probably till about 2 a.m. because we're doing about one, <laughs> one core value for every hour. So y'all <clears throat> ride it out. <clears throat> No, 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 no. Listen, we got listen. Uh, we are gonna control the flow. We, me and Ryan, know when to let this thing go. What I want to do is I want to hold off on the initiation hotline real quick. You, you do. I want to okay. hold off on it real quick. I want to get a little bit more of these core values out yeah. first because it's gonna really give y'all context before we open up the phone lines. But just stay patient. We will open up the phone lines for the people. But what I need y'all to do before we keep going, y'all, it's almost twelve hundred people up in this joint. We only got five hundred thirty-one likes. Share this message because we just getting started. It's early too. Share this with, with share <laughs> yeah. it with your people and please hit the like button for the newer people in here and old people that still ain't like so we can spread this. That's how it spreads on YouTube yeah. and goes to more people. Absolutely. But go ahead, Ryan. Well, because we got some super chats, but shout out to Lee Dave and Latrice Lyle. And I think that yo, y'all know, know Latrice. Them. Yeah, yeah we know Latrice. Okay. We? Really? Yeah. Okay. So you brought the whole crew. Latrice, she actually said, and Lee Dave, they both send this. Listen. I love y'all supporters because they done joined the membership and sending over the super chat. Yeah. So Latrice actually says, shout out to the pastors from TFCC tribe. Yeah. She says, we love y'all, Pastor James and Pastor Tiffany. So we love, we love you too, Latrice. Latrice. I didn't know y'all was bringing a gang with y'all. We, 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 we don't roll by ourselves. We got a whole crew to come with us. Yo, shout out to Lee Dave. He said, Pastor James and Tiff, I love y'all. Can you please explain the difference between spirit and soul? 
So, oh man, I really want to say, can we just can we save all the super chats? Can we say? Can we say? Can we? Okay, okay, yeah, listen, okay. Listen, can we save all? Because listen, y'all, I want to. I really want to take y'all super chats, <laughs> but I want. I really want to get because I already know what kind of show this gonna be. I really want to get y'all these core values as well. So yeah, hold okay. off. We're gonna save that one in. Hold yeah. off real quick because these super chats they can flow on one of these super chats for another thirty minutes. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. it's a lot of super so, chats. And and then know. When, when Pastor Tiffany, you was talking about the the experience that you had with the men that you were dating prior mm -hmm. to meeting Pastor James. I think a lot of women resonated with that. Yeah, so I got some yes. follow-up questions specifically yeah. about that. <laughs> yes. So I want to get to the second core value second real quick. Let's values. get to it. Guess what? If it matters to me, it has to matter to you. Yeah. Mm. Core value number two. If it matters to her, it has to matter to me. If it matters to me, it has to matter to you. Can I, um, just to help give a, a testimony about what this means, so I am a dog lover. Love, love, love dogs. My husband knows that. He's not a dog lover. Mm. We're driving one day and I see these two dogs on the side of the road and they are like kind of close to the curb. And I say to myself, oh, God, I hope they don't come out into the street and get hit. We keep driving, go along with our day. We come back to the same area. One of the dogs that I saw earlier had gotten hit by a car and was laying in the middle of the street mm. dead. Okay. devastated like oh my god james i'm like you gotta move his body because if you if you don't move him another car is gonna hit him and it's gonna be splattered okay. across the road that's me you know you crazy <laughs> that's moving me. a dead dog what matters <laughs> to me mattered to him you better believe he went and moved the dead dog's body out of the middle of the street oh, and put man. it on the curb because it mattered to me you see how we laugh about that but the fact that i married somebody that doesn't even like dogs, yet alone a dead dog, you can tell somebody you love them, but until you make love become a verb, it's just a word. In that moment, I realized my husband, he will go over and beyond for me. It made me want to go harder for us in our marriage. Something like that, that is just so simple that, well, not even simple, actually could be disgusting to some people. But he moved a dead dog's body for me out of the middle of the road because it bothered me that much. It was all about the principle. Yeah. It's not about the action because the principle comes from the heart. Yeah. You know, the principle is the principle is what it is. But when I did it, I did it from the heart. Are you with me? Yeah. It went. It's it's this is when you got to get out your selfishness. Your, your, get out of yourself and you got to lay selfishness <clears> to the side. If it matters to her, it got to find a way to matter to me. Why? Because the two have become one. Right. So what she likes, I gotta find a way to like it. Yeah. Like, or at least respect it. Yeah. Because exactly. you may not even like it, but you can still honor the fact yeah. that my one of my core, one of my values is I don't want to say core value, but I'm an animal lover. So he may not have to even like it. It may be something that he never develops, but because he honors me, because he respects me, because he sees that it really was going to get under my skin, he took the extra the extra step to do it. You got more people in relationships that are so self-centered that it could be something just very simple. You don't like this restaurant, but she loves it because it matters to her. Make the sacrifice and go to the restaurant. It's just marriage is not about me just fulfilling all of my needs, but it's literally looking at your spouse and saying, okay, no. it matters to them. 
I'm going to make sure that even if I don't like it, if it never even fully matters to me, what matters to me is the heart behind it. Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? And to this day, I mean, I think you kind of, the dogs are okay. It's not yeah. really a thing. But yeah, we got another dog. I love this dog. <laughs> okay. He was a puppy when we got him. But but the principle of the, of the, of the matter of this value is this. When it matters to her, when what matters to her matters to me, it opens up the door for intimacy. Mm. Right? Like, we can't go deeper if what matters to her don't matter to me. That's a bar. Because I'm, I'm closing myself off and she's closing. I'm like, she's trying to show me what really, really matters to her. Right. But I'm closing myself off because I'm like, man, please, man, I don't know about, man, that dog, man, stop it, man, grow up. <laughs> It, it's and so it wasn't really for her to grow up. It was an opportunity for us to grow up together. For you to grow up, that's good. Are, are you with me? Yeah. So, so the whole thing was let me get out of myself. If the if it if it the dog did, but if it mean that much to you, let me go pull the dog off the side of the road. I, I, I want to because add, that's what she wants. I want to add to this too because you saying it does open up the door for intimacy Absolutely. in your relationship. Big deep game. And the thing that's super deep game because the thing about it is if you close it off too much, yeah. now you potentially allow somebody else to have yeah. that door open. Yeah. Who somebody else now, came and got the dog out. Yes. Somebody so else. Somebody else picking that dog up out the role player. <laughs> I got, and and I that's take where care intimacy queen. lies. <laughs> Yeah. And you that's dangerous. <laughs> that's dangerous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because man, she will, man, she'll go hard for you. She will run up a tree and kill a cat for you if you just show her that you are concerned about what she like, yeah. what she want, I want, yeah, what she see. She'll go hard for you when all you got to do is just pay her some attention and meet the need. And likewise, because it's just not yeah. one-sided. Yeah. It really matters to what matters to him. It literally ma it become it, it matters to me. I think about my spiritual journey. I have grown in leaps and bounds. And at first, I'm thinking, okay, I'm doing this because I know, like, if he's reading about the reading a book or a spiritual book, maybe it's something that we can do together. I'm thinking of it that way, not even realizing that as I'm doing something because it matters to him eventually it started affecting me and it started making me grow and making me become a better ver version of myself. It is, I literally study my husband. Right. I, I want to know the things that he likes. I want to know the things that make him get excited, the things that bring him joy, the things that bring him peace. So if it matters to him, I make sure to try to figure out those things so that it can matter to me. So, so now, mm. I, okay, I see how that's, you know, vital when it comes to a marriage or you just committed to some sort of long-term relationship, yeah. but could that also be applicable to dating as uh, well? Without a shadow of a doubt. Cause, cause a lot, the reason I ask that, cause yeah. a lot of people will cut off the dating cause we don't have enough in common. Mm -hmm. So I'm just thinking, when do you apply if it matters to her or if it matters to him, it matters to me at what point? What intentions are you dating? Like your intentions. So are That's you? A good point. Are you? <laughs> I, I would think at some point, unless people are just casually dating. Assuming we dating for long term interest. Then absolutely. What I what mattered to me and that mattered to him that just didn't come when we got married. I, I want to go ahead and and, re and remove this thought. What we're talking about are things that happened prior to us even dating. Mm -hmm. The dog happened while we were while we were married, but a long before that. Mm -hmm. Why would I say I do to a man? And something matters to him, matters to me, and it doesn't matter to him. I think that when you are dating with true intentions, 
you got to start because why do you think that once you become his wife, he's going to treat you better? That is the biggest lie. Why do you think once you become her husband, now all of a sudden she's going to see you as the king of the house? If you don't see these attributes beforehand, marriage just basically exposes you even more. Whatever you, whatever annoyed you prior, it just gets magnified in marriage. Whatever they weren't doing prior, they may come over now because you have the title of a wife or a husband. But if the only way you're going to be good to me is because now I have a new title, that doesn't even make any sense to me. Mm. A lot of these things have to transition from dating over into marriage. Yo, did you ever close out that poll? No, actually, <laughs> close I forgot about that poll. Let me yeah, close out that close poll it out real, real quick. quick. <laughs> so I asked guys, choose one. Which category do you most identify with? We have over 500 votes, 518, wow. 519 to be exact. And it looks like I'm ending the poll right now. 62% of people say spiritual. Mm -hmm. 36% of people say religious and only 1% non-believer. So basically 62% wow. saying this, I believe in God. I, I think that's what that means. I think that's what, and then the next one say, I yeah. don't want nothing to do with the church. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's we, also we, what that means. Awesome. We can be real. Yeah, I we think that's what that means. Yeah, because yeah. we both been yeah. to that place. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm from yeah. the streets. Yeah. Okay, you okay. got me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. I, I say is that it, accurate? I want y'all to let me know. Is is, is that is, accurate? Is Pastor James' assessment of what those two things is that is that accurate? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so the last one is like, um, what, who, what, what was the percentage of that? None believer. I don't want to have nothing to do How with that. How many percent? Well, just one percent. Just one percent. Mm -hmm. Got you. So yeah. So with that. Like you got people that saying, I believe in God. So if you believe in God, this is where they're at. I'm trying to form a relationship with God and I'm trying to get there. They're basically saying, I'm with what you're saying and I'm trying to get there. God first. Yeah. They, they, they're trying to get there. So they pushing. So you don't, you don't try to get there um, by doing something every other day. You got to create consistent habits. Yeah. You got to yeah. be persistent in order to get there. Yeah. Right. And when you get there, then once you get there, then you know exactly what to look for. Why? Because you created the habits and the consistency to know what it takes so you can demand it from somebody else. Honestly, man, I'm happy we put that poll out. That really yeah, gave me, me a better understanding of the audience. Yeah. Yeah. And they you know? saying, Pastor James, they saying, yeah, you accurate. You accurate yeah, on that, sure. that assessment. Yeah, because I was there. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Likewise. I, I, oh, when I first came out of prison. I had been walking with God for real. And then I got introduced to the church. And I was like, what in the world going on? <laughs> got rejected, got hurt, got some stuff took place. And I was like, I don't want nothing to do with the church. Right. Yeah. Not even realizing that what God had put me in, in me was called, he was calling me not to complain about what hurt me, but to create everything that I see according to him on how it's supposed to go. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. So I, 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 that's that's why I kind of knew. Like I'm, I believe in God, but the next next one is I don't want nothing to do with the church. Yeah. yeah. And so when you start talking about that, though, that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. Yeah. That's a whole other conversation. But that's you know, a different yeah. conversation. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's, let's, so let let me ask you this here before we actually get to the people on these phones. I I, I want to get another. I want to get another. Um, Core value in because listen. First of all, if y'all if y'all getting these core values down, yeah. I want I want to see got it. All right, just put got it down if you get in this game that they putting down here because they request I'm really taking it in. Rashida was like third value, please. Third, yes, third, right. <laughs> Rashida, here's your third value: physical abuse, verbal abuse, mental abuse, rejection, and neglect are cancers to our covenant. Right. Mm. Certain things we don't say. Certain things we just don't. Do. So that was physical abuse. Physical abuse. I'm not putting me on. I'm not putting my hands on you. 
You ain't putting your hands on me. Don't, don't even place. play like that. Don't, don't, even, don't even play like we, that. We ain't even, we ain't even finna be. Yeah, they're not, not even, yeah, don't even play like that. <laughs> I hope they wouldn't do nothing crazy like <laughs> no. that. You know, y'all would be, y'all would be so surprised at the level of toxicity that's on this live right now that's mm. dealing with physical abuse, verbal abuse, psychological, mental abuse, rejection and neglect in a relationship. Take a poll for that. Now, what, now, what do you mean with rejection? Like with rejection? Rejection, meaning um, I want to be accepted in certain areas or certain things, mm. and you reject me. Like, example. Sex? Yeah, yeah. That's definitely one. You better okay. know it. Yeah, it's definitely it's, one. It's, it's, or like you'll, you'll never be good at this so, or something. So, like. so we, we in marriage, right? Mm -hmm. So so this core value, we talk, we, we in marriage. Like uh, sex, you can't reject sex. Because if you reject sex, then I might start thinking something wrong with me. Mm -hmm. And when mm -hmm. I start thinking something wrong with me, I start looking down on me. And you're supposed to look, call me up. Right. Mm. Or are you with me? So if so, something got to be wrong, right? <laughs> if, 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 if you reject something... You gotta let you sick. Like, is it something you gotta be communicating? Right. What's the problem? <laughs> because, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm serious. Like, oh, this up, this, this, this. Why we get married? This is one part of the reason why we get married. Right. So we can, but yo, there's no be, greater intimacy. Yeah, than for that. sure. God, yeah, he he created sex. Yeah, that's a marriage. great thing. He ain't created for fornication. He ain't created for the world. He created it for the kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. But but anyway, neglect. I cannot. The, neglecting the need of the dog, mm. right? Neglecting her My needs, needs. <laughs> neglecting her needs to do whatever she need me to do. I can't neglect it and I can't reject, she can't reject me, I can't neglect her. Another thing, rejecting, uh, maybe it's a uh, he, maybe if it's, if, it's a, if it's a woman, what if she has a really great opinion about something? Yeah. She has a really uh, great idea about yeah. something. Every time I say something, because I'm a woman, I gotta stay in Shut a woman's place, I can't say mm. anything. It's rejection making me feel like I'm not seen in the relationship, making me feel like I'm not wanted or I'm not appreciated. So rejection comes in many forms. And you would be surprised at how many wives can feel rejected by their husbands Absolutely. in marriage or yeah. how many husbands can feel rejected by their wives. And that's sometimes what's never given an excuse for it. But it opens the door for somebody to come in and to be able to cause a greater wedge in the relationship. Reject and neglect is major in marriage. Can I give you mm. one of the biggest forms of neglect that we deal with in marriages? Give it to right now. The man has fallen in love with his with his job. And he loves his job more than he loves his wife. Mm -hmm. He loves his job more than he loves his home. He loves the idea of he providing. He loves the idea of setting the goal, reaching the goal, and providing for the family more than he loves the family. Wow. And he don't even see it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Everything so is for his family. Yeah, yeah. But meanwhile, he's neglecting yeah. his family. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. It's the biggest trick in the world of the enemy. Right? And, and so just being honest with you, it's a deep, hidden, like a uh, uh, void on the inside of him that's telling him that if you don't achieve this, you ain't who you, you ain't, you ain't, you are not who you say you are. You are nothing if you don't achieve this. So the drive for achievement, the drive to, uh, to hit the goal, the drive to make the certain amount of money, it it engulfs him. It 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 it, it just takes all the way over him, and he forget about the wife and the kids. He put them second or third, and it becomes a cancer to the marriage. Yeah. And, and what happens with that is, the job becomes an idol. Yep. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah. Meaning the job or the money, the goal, achieving the goal is bigger than anything. It's bigger than God. It's bigger than my wife, bigger than my children. It's bigger than everything. Yeah, I know how this, how we came up with this core value in our relationship. Uh, my husband is very, he's out there like social media. That's like his thing. He does like a prayer call in the morning. He's really into it. And so I'm the exact opposite. And so there was one particular time he gets up early in the mornings, maybe six or seven o'clock. And there was a time where he would roll over, get out of the bed and immediately go and start doing his prayer call. Well, I started feeling neglected and rejected in a way because I'm thinking like, here you are rolling out of the bed about to pray for people and you haven't even acknowledged me this morning and you're laying in the bed right next to me. When I brought that up, it was like a light bulb went off. And from this day, he never starts his day without making sure that he rolls over and kisses me and says good morning. And then we start. So it's little things like that where it may have started off. Well, like, you know, y'all, you've been in the bed with him all night. You got to say roll over and say good morning. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a new day. It's, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That really matters in marriage. Wow. You can't you can't neglect the one that you have signed up to be with forever. How dare you give your best parts of you, your first thought in the morning of people that you don't even know before you give it to me? That wow. Yo, you know what? Lionel, <laughs> here's what we're going to do. Because I want somebody to call up here. If you specifically dealing with neglect, we're not going to, we're going to sprinkle this thing in here. Okay. These calls, I'm going to sprinkle them in specific to the core values. I want it specific to the core values, guys. If anybody has any question that has to do with neglect in their relationship or that they've, that they are experiencing or have experienced, I want you to come up here and ask that question. So go ahead and put the number up. It's time to get to that initiation hotline. We're going to just want to take one or two calls max yeah. before we move on to the next thing. But go ahead, Ryan. Go ahead and drop hey, that. I in. know when uh, I line play. I like it. Listen, Delano, when he get good at putting his eyes out, man. <laughs> Shout out to Lano. Shout out to John Smith, too, who has gifted five hardly initiated memberships. Shout out. And he actually made a comment on here, which I thought was dope. He says, you guys are equipping me with the tools to save my marriage. Wow. That's good. That's, good. Yes. That's incredible. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Really Big incredible, incredible, man. Yeah. And listen, go ahead. While this number's getting put up here yeah. and we're waiting for this call yeah. to come in, please, guys, yeah. smash that like button because we already got 1,200. I think 1250 is a record, so I think we're gonna break the record tonight. Well, the, the hands, because this thing has have you seen because a lot of people's already anticipating Pastor James coming back. Yes. So if you actually have already seen the Soul Ties episode in full, I want you to drop Soul Ties in the chat. Yeah. Yes. And meanwhile, we're waiting on that first caller to come up. I got yeah. a poll that I just dropped. And go grab that book if you hadn't grabbed it yet. Absolutely. Are you currently dealing with at least one of these issues in your relationship? Physical abuse, verbal abuse, reject, uh, rejection, rejection and neglect, or all of the all of the above. And if you're watching the pre-record, I want you to make sure you put your answer in the comment. And we got somebody on the phone here right now. So welcome to Hardly Initiated. Give me your age, your location, and your question. Hi, my name is T. I'm from Baltimore. T from Baltimore, man, I love hearing the brothers on. You got to mute the show in the back. But yeah. listen, I love hearing the brothers you, sir. on the show here. What's how, up with how you, old brother? Are you, T? I am 29 years old, and uh, I really appreciate you guys because y'all definitely were a major role in like my masculine journey. I started reading books because of y'all about a year and a half ago. Wow. Yeah. Wow, you man, listen, you know, follow us for a year and a half. You already know you hey, done seen the ups hey, and downs. Hey, you, you've been evolving, you, <laughs> hey, we've been evolving right along with you, my brother. That's a fact, <laughs> man. Who are you telling, man? So, what's your question, brother? But, so, how do you exactly know whether or not you are being 
as a man, whether or not you're being emotionally neglected or your woman is pushing you to not need that external validation from her, even though, you know, I know that your woman is supposed to validate and push and motivate you. But sometimes there's times where my woman may not. But I don't know whether or not I should say something at all times, because I don't know whether or not I'm being, quote unquote, a simp at that moment, or I'm just being needy. Or should I have the opportunity to still be open and vocal and say this emotionally affects me? It's just sometimes hard to weigh whether or not it's just me being out of place or I should just be direct about it. Man, that's a I don't great want to look question. off at the end of the day. No, I really just be emotional, emotionally vulnerable. T, you know? that's, man, that's a great question, T. I'm, I can't and, wait to hear you. In, in, order, in order for me to answer this effectively, I need a relationship with you. I, I need to know you just a little bit more. I, I would, but but this is what I will say. I'll say this. Um, you get to a point when you want somebody to encourage you or to give you edification or to strengthen you, and they don't. So what's what's taking place is the revelation is if they don't give me the encouragement, maybe it's time for me to start encouraging myself. Maybe it's time for me to start building myself up. Maybe it's time for me to start loving myself at such of a degree. I want to just simply tell you for a season, get the focus off her and put the focus on you. You give yourself what you don't feel like she's giving you, right? If it never comes along, if she never tap into you, you're a great man. You're a wise man. I see your strengths. I see your abilities. Then that's when you know that it, it may be time. It may be time to get you some distance. You got me? Because she should be able to see that you are building yourself up and you're growing into not needing something for her from her. And she may be feeling like that you needing too much from her and she don't want to verbalize it. So what I want to just tell you is just if you can just move the focus for a second. Put the focus on, let me build myself up and let me speak life into myself and let me not demand you to say anything to me. See, because once I give myself fulfillment, then when I start growing, maybe you may see some and maybe you might try, try to start adding on to it at that point. Am I making any sense? Yeah. Are you with me? No, that's exactly what my therapist said the other day when I was rapping with him. Like, wow. He definitely said Wow. Brother, 29 with a therapist? Yeah, hey. Yo, better, he putting, he doing the work. Hey, wow. hey, bro, hey, bro, you better oh, drop your... Yo, I, wait, 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 hold on, wait, 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 hold on, T, T, you single? <laughs> no, no, I've been in a relationship for four and a half years, and this it started point. with a very traumatic point. Long story short, the day after I met her, she happened to lose her brother. We've been rocking out since then. I felt like perfect place, perfect time, and, like, I happened to be switching my life around at that moment. We've just been moving since then. Still together, have had our ups and downs, back and forth. Um, yeah, you guys have oh. helped us through a lot of situations. Helped me, helped me see the things that she was saying, and helped me see how I was incorrectly coming as a man in my relationship, and how I did that in the past. Started to make that move to step more into my proper masculine energy. Wow, well, see, look, that's a, it's really a blessing to hear that, brother. And um, me and you, we just about the same age, so I know you, you, you really in. First of all, you're intentionally growing right now, which which I love, and you taking that very seriously. I myself, a few years back, was in a relationship with a young lady where I've always been intentional about my ambitions, but I wasn't intentional about that relationship. And I know you've been in this uh, relationship with this young lady for four years here. I'm just curious to know personally, 
are you actually intentional about wanting to to marry this young lady or is she kind of here a part of this you know in this part of your journey right now what's the situation i have never in my life and and this is my first of all this is my first adult relationship i've been in play play relationships forever this is the first real relationship that i've been in i can honestly say there's things she's taught me things because she's been through a lot in life she happened to be uh engaged in the past and that ended so she's been a major teacher which is one of the things that connects me here because i'm a person who likes to learn i've usually been the person in a relationship teaching things being the teacher i've actually been able to take a step back and learn and grow from what she's saying because it helped me work through my scapegoats and my trauma responses and get a look get a <laughs> get a therapist what my mother been telling me to do for over 10 years like Boy, answer the question. Answer the question, OT. Are you about? Are you? Did your plan to marry this young lady? Right now, no. I'm not even at a place where I could take anybody under the under the Most High yeah. covenant as a husband, and I've so expressed that to her. I still got work to do. I wouldn't even do that. No, no, no. Anybody. And T, T, listen. By the way, no judgment, brother. No judgment. And for the sake of this conversation, because we still got four more core values to go, I'm gonna mm -hmm. let you go. But listen, yeah. stay. Please stay tapped in. I'm very invested in your journey. And your development so just send us an email so we can stay tapped in but much love to you brother okay oh much love appreciate y'all i felt like i stayed on too long anyway <laughs> and t listen if it don't work out you know where to find the single ladies it's interesting it's interesting i remember um one of my favorite quotes judge lynn said this reason i asked him um she said you know it's interesting when when he's clearly in the building phase of his life yeah. And it's interesting when a woman meets a man when she uh, when he's in the building phase, because what she said is what you do. He, he, he was like, look, for the ladies, if you meet a man and he's in his building phase, you either you will become a building block. And the thing about that is, yeah. if you become a building block and here's the thing, she said you kind of have to become a building block because if she, not, said you, she you, became a building block. Well. No, 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 no. What I'm saying, just for she spoke in general. Okay. If you meet a man in that, you either become a building block to him or you become a burden. Okay. Okay. So you actually have to become an asset in this phase of his life, which this young lady has. She's pushing him to go to therapy. She's doing this. She's doing that, which is why she's been able to valuably be in his life for four years. But that still don't mean that she necessarily will get this role. That means that she is an asset in this season, in this phase, which is why I was curious. That's kind of the risk. But is that okay? Is is that okay for him to still be dating? Y'all lost me. No. I was already, I had already tapped out at four. And okay. I, it's okay. just, um, I don't right. know. Young, babe. Yeah, I know he's young. I don't know, yeah. but this, no, the, but to answering the question, it was just like, it wasn't like, well, maybe later on down, down the line. It was just like, no, I'm not ready for marriage yet. I just wanted to hear a little bit of more hope that maybe it's leading into that because because he skated around that dance yeah so it sounds like she need to actually be calling in <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. we're on the same page yeah because that you know it's one of those things am i gonna be a, a building block that once you get to the place you're gonna go ahead and move forward in life without me yeah now i've given you four and a half years of helping you build yourself to become now what's next at least let me help you build when i know that we are also building towards something together I don't believe in helping a man just individually build himself. If that's the case. Now, see, here's what I would say, though, because we don't know that young lady side of the story. Yeah, I don't too. know. Because with that young lady, and I've seen this a lot of times, too, mm -hmm. that young lady, she might have had so much hell she've dealt with. Yeah. He said she lost somebody in the right. past. 
this brother might also be somebody who's her first person she ever met that's willing to learn, willing to grow, the best accountability partner she's ever had. And they could be both tangoing this growth process together. But at the end of the day, that still don't guarantee any level of commitment or intention for marriage. So it's interesting how people can meet each other again in these different phases right. of their lives. And she might not even yet be at the point where she like doing that. Right. But is that, is that, on okay? she is. is that OK for T to be dating any woman and not actually have intentions uh, of a long term situation in the future? I think it's okay if the lady has agreed to yeah, that. If she accepted. If she has accepted that or she has agreed to it, I mean, like knowingly, not like, so I guess it was two parts. I really commend the fact that he's 29 and doing the work. I first want Absolutely. to say that. I think that is remarkable. But the first thing you asked, was he single? He was like, oh, no, I'm not single. No, no, no. I've been yeah. here. So I, he was eager to say I'm not single. But then when it got to the question about, well, about marriage, <laughs> he's, oh, no, no, no. not so. I ain't just, ready. I, I ain't got this. I ain't got that. I ain't got this. But yeah. you're so I would just like you said, I would really have to hear her take on it. And it just depends on how old she is, what she really wants out of life after, you know, if she's on that 30 mark, if she's somewhere near that. I'm just I guess when I'm and, and every woman is different. All I can do is speak for me. He didn't have four years like it just we just he didn't he didn't have four years to figure it out. And I actually met him when he was building. So before he was Pastor James. He was a motivational speaker. He was all across the United States speaking and telling his story. And so, and then after that, he got in, somebody heard him giving his um, testimony. And from there, he ended up um, getting involved in pharmaceutical sales. So when I met him, he was, he was doing different things, but then there was a time when I think you said Obamacare kicked in yeah, and then right. he was no longer doing pharmaceutical sales. So he was on this thing of building like really getting serious into ministry but there was never a part of our relationship where he did not make me feel like I was included about where we're going mm. I just don't understand how you invest that much time with a man and maybe you're desiring marriage but he never shows you where you fit into the picture core, I'm just core values always give direction yeah and as a matter of fact let's get back on to it y'all listen <laughs> we're gonna hold off on the initiation hotline right now <laughs> yeah. So we I are done. Let's take one more. Let's take. Yeah, let's, 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 yeah. You want to take one more? Yeah. Okay. I because I mean, only because T had a, he had a good one. Yeah, that was a good one. Okay. So yeah, they got to follow up we'll strong. With okay. It. Okay. We'll take one more. We'll take one more. And I want to come back to it though. I do yeah. want to come yeah. back to this, okay. but as we, like throughout the conversation, I don't want to stop forever. I just want to. Ty, he he on a mission. <laughs> I, I do, mission. I do, and see, the, my my goal was actually I wanted to ask some questions as the, we get to the yeah. different core values about these different parts of the conversation. Got you. That's kind of what you. I want to do, so we can theme the the questions around the core values that we have in here tonight. Very relevant. Because question that's right the there. thing is because the conversation is about the twist and turn in so many different places yeah. right now. We about to have a lot of different conversations because we on core value three. I think we getting on to now. <laughs> we getting this one. Well, next well, one before we get on four. Okay, yeah. cool, 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 cool. So we got you. You do we have anybody on the line just yet? Okay. Hey, look, he ain't dropped it yet. He he he, he, ain't, he ain't pulled it up yet. We'll start. Stop. Go go and chill, Lana. Chill. Let, let's okay, cool. Tyshawn. He focused. Let's get yeah, it. Let's yeah, get yeah. It. All right, cool. Don't y'all. Don't worry. The initiate. We gonna let y'all get on it. We gonna get let y'all get on the line. We gonna let y'all talk tonight. But I really want y'all to get this game. So let's get to the next core value, and we are gonna go ahead and bring the the phone lines in a little bit later. The next core value is we say I love you every day. And we have never, and we never sleep apart because of anger. So one of the things <laughs> that we have established, and it actually goes really good after T's question, 
because I make it a priority. It, I may do it too much. I, it may annoy you. My husband never leaves the house without me saying I love you. Never happens. I can't, if, if I miss a day, if I miss a moment or miss some time or whatever, it's such one of our core values that it could just be a simple text. I love you. I never want him to leave home and have to feel validated by somebody out of the home more than he feels validated by me. And I say this and we laugh sometimes when we talk to our, um, our married couples, if he's to step out and he was to do something, it was because at that time it wasn't because he was neglected at home. I make it a point that he's validated and I love you is really, really important to me. And then aside from that, there are some times where, you know, we can have a little disagreement, but our bed where we sleep, no matter what, we are going to be in the same bedroom. We're going to sleep in the same bed. We aren't going to even allow it to be to the point where you have some people start sleeping in guest rooms. No, we don't need to argue. And you pick up your phone and start scrolling on social media. And then after that, you start getting distracted elsewhere. We literally make it a point. I love you every day. And we sleep in the same bed every single day. No matter if we're angry, no matter if we're stressed out, no matter this is a core value of us. I know for a fact that no matter what has happened in that day, at some point, my husband has said, I love you, or I've told him that. Yeah. And then I know that I'm going to come home and we're going to go to we're going to go sleep in the same bed no matter what. Now, is this even in cases because now I'm not married, mm -hmm. but just from what I understand, sometimes these disagreements can span over days. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So is that typical for a disagreement to span over a few days or a couple of days? For us, uh, we ain't letting a disagreement mm -hmm. last no more than 24 hours. Mm -hmm. It ain't going to last 24 hours. Um, the I love you is to keep the connection, right? Mm -hmm. Right. It's to strengthen the connection. It's to maximize and steward the connection. So we ain't saying we don't get angry. Yeah, because we definitely get angry. Yeah, we human <laughs> beings. We get angry. But the I love you is, man, we coming back to the point of reference for the purpose of why we together. Right. Right. And when we come back to the point of reference for the purpose we're together, I love you is also thank you. Mm -hmm. mm. Are you with me? Anytime where gratitude is present, man, you ain't got to worry about God not holding everything together. That's good. When gratitude is present, God going to make sure that he keep his hands on everything. So when I say I love you, it's gratitude, it's honor, right? We can have a disagreement. I, I told this story, like, I, I guess I'll tell it again. I told it on the last, on the last uh, show. Right. So um, we had been out of church for a while, about 18 months, because we had some things going on. But we end up going back, on the, back in the church on August the 20th. For having weekly services Let me every back Sunday. Up. With things that were going on, we were getting a new building. There we, we go. We was getting a new <laughs> building. Yeah, yeah we getting a new building. Yeah. And so we went back to church. So the day before we was going back to church, I had a friend that came in town. And uh, when he came in town, my wife, she's getting her hair done. She's doing this. She's doing this. She's doing this. I wasn't. And so. so you still telling the story wrong. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she was so, she appeared to me to be so busy. And so I didn't call her and ask her. If she wanted to come out to eat with us, right? I'm running around. He's running around. And I ain't, didn't think about it. I'm like, we all going to eat tomorrow. We all going to kick it tomorrow. He just got here. Whatever. Well, she was very offended. Because so, the reason I was offended, because I wasn't busy. I had literally cleared my day. That. That's because, so here we are. So. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. I and, love and, you. And, Throw and, one of those in there. Yeah. <laughs> so I get home and we got a whole couple at the house too. Yeah, at, the house. at the house. They stand at the house with us because everybody coming to celebrate the new building we're going into. Right. Okay. And so nice. um, that night, 
man, we got, I don't even know how it even popped off, but it popped off. Like that's probably like the third time in our marriage in eight years that didn't popped off. With the couple at the house. Yeah, no, so, it popped off between no, us no, and the, the couple the, was the in the house. Yeah, yeah that's what I mean. They're on the yeah. other side of the house. Okay, so good. They, and okay. they on the other side of the house and she, I'm going to leave. And I'm like, bye. I'll leave too. Like, you know, we on all this. And so we going there with it. And so 2.34 in the morning, I know I got to be up at five. And Not I don't plus. deal like this. For me personally, I go to bed and I don't we ain't letting stuff like this, but this night I felt like I'm right. She felt like she right. But it's really funny that I know this is a core value because I'm not lying. I went from the closet to our foyer back to the closet because we about to go somewhere. Ain't went nowhere. Just walking yeah. in the house in circles. He's got up. I'm like, well, I'm going to leave too. Ain't went no. I mean, yeah. literally walked to the garage, yeah. came back. So ultimately, we both <laughs> both got back. Everybody fake leaving. We, yes, right. everybody fake leaving. Yeah. We both got back in the bed. Yeah. And so then... we get in the bed, two thirty four, go to sleep, and I can't sleep. And so, soon as I get up at five o'clock, boom, and I'm like, God, how in the world do we fix this? Core value number one, right? God is first, and we put each other first. The friction has hit the marriage, and I'm trying to figure out. I can't stand up before all these people today right. and act like it's something that is not because I ain't built like that. I'm cut from a different cloth. Mm. Right. So I'm like, God, got to fix this. And he simply said, ask her what you can do to make this right. I ain't asking her nothing. Question, is he my governor? Mm. Is he my guy? Can he groom me? Is he Lord? But what can I do to fix this? And she immediately just jumped up like, we'll fix it. Don't worry about it. We're going to make it through the day. All I needed to know was that he saw that I was angry. And just that one simple thing of how do I make it better? It squashed the whole argument. Mm -hmm. So this at five o'clock. Mm -hmm. So I know this. I've done exactly what God told me to do. Ask her how I can make it right. No matter what she do or what she say, I did my part. I went to sleep, y'all, right then at 515 to 530. And it felt like I slept for 10 hours. Wow. Mm. You got me. We got out. We went through the day. Had yeah, the an day. Amazing day. Amazing day. Everything was good. And the peace of God hit the house. Can I tell you why? Why is that? It was simply because I allowed him to be Lord in the situation. God she, knew what was going to soften my heart. Yeah. And that's how I don't know how people do like do a relationship absent of him. It wasn't even the fact because there was nothing that he could do to fix it. Yeah. It was literally that he stopped yeah. and acknowledged that I was upset and that he also acknowledged that we just can't go to church and lead people to Christ if our home is not right. Mm. Then when he asked the question, it literally softened everything and it squashed the whole argument. Yeah. Then when he got up to get dressed, I was already getting dressed. It was an I love you. I love you, too. Yeah. And we went ahead yeah. and finished up the day. Yeah. So to answer your question, no, we can't let things go. Yeah. Three. To, I mean, like, no, because we build in something. Yeah. Right. You know, because that, that's the thing when you're building. Why are you getting in a marriage if you're not building something? Yep. What we have is heavy. It takes both of us to build it. We cannot afford to go two to three, four days yeah. without talking. It's, yeah. We can't do it because we're building something. Yeah. Maybe people that aren't building anything, they can go that way. But I can't. If, if, if we can't talk about it, that means that there's a part of me that's not functioning the way God has created me to function. Yeah. Because He's we, the two have become one. So the day that we can do 
life angry for that many days apart, apparently we're not really building anything right now. And the beauty of a new day is a new I love you. Yeah. A new day gives the opportunity for a new I love you. And when the new I love you comes in, it washes away what happened yesterday. Right. It washes the strength of what happens away yesterday. If I really, really mean it in my heart. Because like I say, I love you brings gratitude in. I'm not making sense. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. So, so here we go. Marriage is for the mature. Yes. If you immature, then you will let anger keep you fighting for two, three weeks. <laughs> and if you fighting for two or three weeks, then here comes anger. Then here comes resentment. Then here comes hate. And when hate starts stepping in, resentment, here come the division. Mm -hmm. Yeah, here come the bitterness, the division, the, the resentment. All of this starts stepping in because we are not mature enough to be able to just release ourselves and say, I'm wrong or I love you. Let's figure out a way to make this right. We ain't talking about seven core values to a toxic marriage or a toxic right, relationship. We're talking about seven core around. values to a healthy and a godly relationship. We're going to do that one next. Right. Yeah. Seven, seven core values of so a toxic relationship. I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> how do you respond to a significant other that's pushing for you to go sleep on the couch or for you know them to go sleep in the guest room? First and foremost, like she said from the start of the conversation, if we ain't got this core value established before the storm come, then when it happens, then you can fight against. I'm sleeping over here. I'm sleeping over here because it hadn't been established as a core value. Got it. Anything goes. So, yeah. So we established from constitution. That's, day why, one. that's why we kept fake leaving. Yeah. Because we already knew the like, core we don't value. do this. We don't do yeah, this. Yeah, we don't do this. We're but sleeping in the bed. I but, think that's a huge one because I was yeah. thinking that when people did that, it was more so so they can cool down. But really what you're doing is allowing potential for other things to kind of come in between you. And fester. And can, fester, right. Can, can I tell you a situation about the cool down? Mm. You tell it. No, you go ahead. Tell it. It was um, Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. You tell it. Yeah, I know. But <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, let me tell you why you got to tell it. Because first of all, he told that story, the same story, uh -huh. last time he came up. But it was way different when you came, uh -huh. right? Because you, know, <laughs> you get two sides of the story. Yeah. What's different about it? Because yeah, see, she wasn't busy. Okay. Was, she wasn't really busy well, though. See that? Obviously, <laughs> obviously, we still have not settled in that part. That was the whole reason for the argument. Okay. <laughs> but I want I want to hear this Thanksgiving story though. Let me, let me hear this Thanksgiving story. So, 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 so check this out. So it's Thanksgiving. My people in town, and uh, my people come in town. Let me say this: when you've outgrown certain levels of toxicity. Oh, I already know what you're talking when about. When it comes back into your space. Those holidays, Ooh. boy. You kind of like put your defense mechanisms up. Yeah. Because what you're saying is, I'm not about to become that no more. I've already outgrown that. Yeah. I ain't going back into that. Right? So. Um, I want to jump into this part real ahead. quick, though, go because ahead. it goes back <laughs> to one, of our, one of our core values. Remember, we said God first, then we put each other first. Yeah, here right. Now, so this was the thing. He had family come into town for Thanksgiving. Now, me, because I told you all how I grew up, our, our backgrounds are different. Um, I just believe in family and I believe us all being together, not fully understanding the dynamics of him and his <laughs> family. So I put myself, interjected myself into a situation trying to bring together closeness in his family because I'm real family oriented. It's the holidays. Let's all get together. Not knowing the level of um, dysfunction and toxic um, relationships that he had with his family. So a particular family member came to town and this was my first time seeing him interact with this particular person. 
And he was very agitated, very irritable in a mm. way that I had never seen him before. And so he, we're arguing. I don't even know what we got into that an argument. That was the second time or the first time we ever had an argument. Well, yeah, we, that, this was our very first. that was situation our first brought together. the argument in. Yeah, the, the person that came brought the argument in because mm -hmm. I'm thinking like, you know, why, why are you acting like this? You need to be nicer. You need to do this. You need to do that. And he like, you don't understand our background. Stay out of it. So we end up really, really getting into it because I didn't like the way he was responding. But this is me having a limited understanding to how it is with his family, because I didn't know this was our first holiday together as being married. Mm -hmm. So he gets really, really angry. It's a, a bad argument. He takes off and he leaves the house. He starts driving. He had that cool down moment. Now, mind you, this is the first real healthy relationship that I have been in. I've been in other relationships, but our relationship is healthy. I immediately go into a panic. Like, how am I going to tell my mother and father that he's not coming to our house for Thanksgiving? Because I'm thinking he's left, not realizing that he has left to cool down. I'm thinking he's left and we're about to spend the holidays apart. So I start blowing up and his phone. Why do you phone. think that? Because, well, I'm because of my past experiences mm -hmm. with prior relationships. He's the first healthy relationship I've been in. So I interpreted his cool down was leaving. You're gone. Mm -hmm. Like it's gone. His cool down was no, I'm really cooling down because I don't want this argument to go somewhere that I know that it can go. And then there's an added pressure because once again, somebody is staying with us in our home. Right. So he ends up, but while he leaves, I'm texting him like going off, like, how dare you leave on Thanksgiving day? What am I not even realizing? And so finally I'm doing all this texting and I've gotten myself worked up. Then I hear the front door open. He comes in, he walks upstairs and he gets in the shower like nothing is wrong. And I'm like, what is going on with you? He was like, I left so that I could cool down so that I can gather my thoughts. Let me get dressed so we can get to your parents' house. Argument was over. The cool down part is major. But the thing is, he didn't need to cool down for an entire day. He took him a 20, 30 minute break, cooled down and came back to the house because our core values is that we don't put anything before us. It's God first, it's me and him. He just needed to breathe because the person that was from his family that was in our home, it was literally, they were about to form a wedge where it was <laughs> gonna be God, then family, then James and Tiffany. Mm. He was like, let me go ahead and cool this down yeah, and buddy. leave. And then he came back and it was a happy Thanksgiving. Self-control. Yep. Right? I knew, I know me. So in this level of toxicity, I gotta, I gotta displace myself from the situation. And I got to gather my thoughts and I got to approach it in a different way because the family member ain't going nowhere. They still going to be here for the next couple of days. So I got to reset. So in the midst of the reset is take yourself out of the situation, focus on what you need to focus on, come back to it and approach it in a whole nother way. She didn't understand what was going on. Right. So when I come back in, it's like ain't nothing ever happened. She's like, how in the world that happened? Because I know how to control me. Yep. Are you with me? Right? right. So when I feel my emotions going past where they need to go to, this is how I deal with me. Sometimes you got to displace yourself, but that don't necessarily mean displace yourself and never come back. Yeah. You're not displacing yourself for an entire week. Yeah. Now, once again, I'm just recalibrating. We're talking about light issues in a healthy marriage. Yeah, buddy. Now, if there is some infidelity, if there has been some physical abuse, some verbal abuse, that's one of those things because I completely believe in healthy separation. Because sometimes it may be that I have to remove myself from harm's way for you to gather yourself, for you to understand the detrimental, the, 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 the awful parts that you are causing to our family. So I believe in healthy situations, but it's just levels to things. 
This is for the couple that may be arguing about, you know, financial issues or, you know, working with the kids or schedule conflicts. This doesn't apply to the woman that may be telling the husband, you can't sleep in the bed with me right now because I just found out about you sleeping with somebody else. Mm. Or this, you just literally, this this argument escalate, escalated to the point where I became fearful. I thought you were about to put your hands on me. Or this argument did escalate, escalate and now you it has turned into <laughs> physical abuse. Then at that point, that's a different conversation. Absolutely. There's levels to this thing. Because an, I love you. It's not going to fix that. Uh, going to sleep, even though we're angry in the same bed, it's not going to fix that. Mm. This is for mature couples that are in marriage trying to learn how to get on the same rhythm and stay in sync with one another. No. This isn't for the woman that's getting beat by her husband or the man that is giving also getting hit by his wife. Or there's infidelity in marriage because sometimes healthy healthy separation is a good thing. I'm glad you distinguished between yeah, those absolutely. two. And actually, yeah. we just released that poll, too, which I think is relevant. Let's let's actually talk about that poll that we just let go, too, because you're going to be interested to hear these numbers. Yeah. So I dropped that poll. Over 200 votes, by the way. Are you currently dealing with at least one of these issues in your relationship? We got rejection and neglect, verbal abuse, physical abuse, and all of the above. And it looks like this actually this is above above. 66% rejection and neglect. I told you. Mm -hmm. Now you got 17% that's at all of the above. Wow. And then you got a 13% at, thir uh, I'm sorry, verbal abuse at 13% and physical abuse is the lowest at 3%. But rejection and neglect seems to be. Yeah. But 17% all of the above is kind of crazy. Yeah. yeah. That's high. That would have to be dealing with us. all yeah. forms of abuse. And you got to think about it. You got people that haven't been taught. Right. One avenue or one principle it is. You got people that's in relationships that has never had a mother and a father that they can look to see modeling something before their eyes that they feel like is healthy. So yeah. then, so you know what they're doing? They're getting in relationships and they're going based off what they think, what they feel, what they believe. What they feel. And so anytime, anytime you are you are moving by thoughts that are motivated by you, you are you apart from God, it's destruction. Right. When you don't know, you just don't know. And then when you start looking at well they doing they, they have they have fights in their relationship they have uh, verbal abuse in their relationships they have neglect and abuse in their relationships when everybody around you is doing it like this oh it's common right it's yeah. a world out there like that ron yeah. it's a huge world out there like man this is just what this is what a relationship is it's people is listening do. to us right now saying in their heart they might not tap it out on the screen but they're saying in their heart Man, all oh, man, these people up here showing out, they just lying. Ain't nobody living like this. It is people right now. I know well. I, right I, I, I know well because I've been to the level of toxicity that they're in. And I'm here to let you know that oh, oh, there is a way out. There's a level of peace in you marriage. You better believe it. I don't know why yeah. we have we've 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 gone with culture where we think that marriage is just, you know, it's just man, it's so hard. It's yeah. just you know, it's rough. You got to It's not there. It's some really, really beautiful, peaceful parts in marriage that when you really, really get together and you both do the work, it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. I'm glad you called those people work. out because it's listen. <laughs> some of y'all listening right now, y'all afraid to jump in the chat because y'all feeling the exact way that pastor described. And I can say just from looking at the because we look at the comments and you'd be surprised how how much me and Tyshawn are involved in the comments, whether it's yeah. on the live or just on the videos. And I've seen where people who follow us, I've seen them go from misogynist to now eat a little bit 
more understanding <laughs> from from misandrous to yeah. now a little bit more open to cynical just yeah. doubting and not yeah. believing any like yeah. you yeah. said yeah. Sure. of this can exist and all of a sudden having this level of hope yeah. and, yes. and optimism absolutely so we that see these it. things can happen we see they, yeah. they're not fully they're yeah. not fully there yeah. yet but we can see it, it working so I, I've been I would, there, man yeah I, I know i know without a shadow of a doubt i've been there i've been there like hate myself I've been there looking at other folks like, man, please, that ain't, that ain't, man, that ain't, that ain't possible. But when you come out of that world and come into this world, all things are possible if you believe it. Man, well, let's keep it going then, Pastor. (laughs) Because right now, man, first of all, let's do a recap for the people who just got up in here. Let's do a recap of the, we, we did four core values so far. And core value number one was you gotta keep God first. Yeah, God first. And we keep each other first. And then core value number two was... If it matters to you, it matters, it matters to, me. to me. Core value number three. Physical abuse, verbal abuse, uh, neglect, rejection. rejection, or counsels to our covenant. Yeah. So y'all better be taking notes on this one because uh, we about to actually get to the next yeah. one here. You know, number four was we say we love you every day. We, we say we love you every day and, and we, we don't, don't go to bed. We don't sleep apart when we're angry. Sleep, yeah, we don't sleep apart when we're angry. I actually really like that. Yeah. I, re- I actually yeah. really like that yeah, joint. mature. It's That's for the mature. mature. You got people talking <laughs> yeah. about having separate be- yeah. bedrooms before the marriage yeah. even started off. Yeah. Yeah. But we don't, Boy, okay, yeah. we don't got to talk about that one. Let me tell you. That's a thing. Yeah. Separate bedrooms is a thing, by the way. You know, it is a thing. I've heard that. Yeah. That's like some real modern... That's like some I new age you stuff. About articles that I've read. It's like, new. It's yeah. real new. That's a new thing. See, this brother ain't on Texan. He ain't on none of that. He ain't on none of the new. It's just separate bedrooms. I think they back. But, but no, he's but he that's one thing I can say. Um, it's interesting because he, James is not deeply in culture like that. So that's like one of those things that you probably you gotta guard know. your heart. Yeah. So 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 I've been real deep in sin. So anytime you go deep in sin, you gotta go deep in God to stay out of sin. Yeah. Because if you don't go deep in God, then you'll start getting tempted to turn around and go back. Yeah. Like my I can't afford to do a whole lot of stuff a whole lot of other people can. You got me. My, yeah. my life on the line in a whole nother way. So, uh, so you know, I limit what my eyes, my ears, and my uh, my mouth. I, I limit the things that get on the inside of me. As we are, and limit yeah. me. Uh, also, we can replace, limit with protect. Yeah, absolutely. So I one hundred percent understand. Absolutely. What's that next core value for our the people next out core here? Fi- the next core value is we don't keep score. Yeah. Ooh. That's a. I'm saying that number one. Well, number two. Right. That's a good one. Right. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah. We right. don't. What I did for you. How many times I did it for you, and which you act like you can't do nothing for me. We don't keep score. Mm-mm. We do what we do because we do what we do. Absolutely. And it ain't got nothing to do with how many times we do it for you. We want to do whatever we do. We can't keep score. Because if we keep score, competition coming in. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good Are you point. with me? Yeah. If we keep score, then we're going to start, then the neglect and the and rejection going to ease their way in. Yeah, resentment. Resentment, going. it's going to all ease its way in if I keep score. If I pay attention to every single time I make you coffee, <laughs> right. if I pay attention to every single time I open up the door, if I pay attention to every single time I do certain things for you, and I'm like, you ain't done nothing for me, then I'm already sending myself up to be ungrateful. Right. Is that even a real thing? Is is when you're in a marriage, is it typical for both parties to be giving just as much at the same time? I don't think it's typical, but I think it's possible. That's okay. the aim. Yeah. Okay. Ahead, I was just saying, I don't think that it's typical because sometimes in marriage, everybody has a different role. 
but it's really possible. And so you said that's why, you know, that should have been like number two, but this is the thing. If it matters to him, then it matters to me. Mm -hmm. So that brings us back to where we are, where we don't keep score because I've developed now a life where I am developing who I am and taking on the things that my husband likes. So now it's not a matter of keeping score. I'm just doing these things because this is, this is just who we are. But then there's up, there's another part where that's on the good side of keeping score. But it could also be on a part where I'm not going to go too deep on this because I think y'all, Dr. Um, Dr. Spirit spoke so good about forgiveness, about unforgiveness. There are times in relationships when you are trying to heal and maybe something has taken taken place in the relationship and you're hurting. And so you've been keeping score of this wrongdoing that your partner has and it's not releasing you into really being the wife or the husband that you could be because you've kept score about you've hurt me. You've you've, you've really damaged me in this area. So I'm, I'm at a place now where I can't really release myself to fully love you. And so sometimes I talk to women where it takes work when you've been hurt and you don't want to keep the score. But when you sign up to say that I forgive him and I want this marriage to work, you got to do the internal work where you really can't keep score of the wrongdoing Absolutely. if you're really going to try to move forward. Because how can you move forward if you're really looking back? First of all, let me tell you, that's one of the biggest turnoffs. Yes. That I've heard that in, in my experience with, you know, ever dating women, if I ever hear any aspect of that coming out of her, mm. that will instantly, I'm talking about instantly remove her as somebody that I would seriously consider long-term. Because in my mind, when you start to list out all of the things, even the, the things that you may have done, that you really weaponizing your good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like all of a sudden now, you've literally built a case yeah. on me. Yeah. <laughs> and now nothing seems genuine. Mm-hmm. I'm not, Now everything now just feels fake. Now let me ask you a question. If she's built a case, and let's say that it's one thing, two things, how have you allowed it to get to a third thing? If she's building a case, how have you gone to try to fix what you did the first time or the second time? Now, see, I think that there is genuine moments where, like, you know, somebody can neglect something Mm -hmm. and you're showing them a blind spot. Okay. And I think that's fair. Because I'm one track minded in life. <laughs> so I need somebody to be like, yo, hey, Ty, you missed this. It's a blind spot. But I think there's a difference in being able to show somebody what they're missing and weaponizing what you've been doing. And not keeping score And about keeping it. score. Yep. And I even hear ladies talk about what it sounds like from guys experience on the other end with guys. And it's really crazy because it. Because especially the low level versions of it, right. where you're talking about it's a brother like, nope, I bought coffee last time. <laughs> yeah. All right, the meal came out to nine dollars and eighty seven cents. So this time, uh, you know, it get it get yeah. real crazy. Right. Yeah, and that's just I'm talking about fellas. You want to know the fast way to turn a woman off oh is to have that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> that, ain't, that ain't working. But it, ain't it's working. but you can you can keep score. <laughs> You know, uh, in a marriage, when the stakes are even higher, absolutely. Have y'all personally ever dealt with any version of that in your relationship, where, like, so, uh, maybe even unintentionally? So we do think, yeah. So I don't know how go deep you want to go. go so um, <laughs> yeah, they, 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 that's why you got to get permission. Like, we gonna go there tonight. Right. We gonna go there tonight. Yeah. I mean, like on a so we We're call free, yeah we We're call free. it um, a boomerang effect. And so like there there just to give like a minor example. 
we are still working on um, Pastor James's um, his cleanliness, how he takes, you know, yes, sir, we are. <laughs> you see the look? Say what? <laughs> not working on it okay. we just worked on it at the hotel prior to coming here i was asking you about that wet towel what you're gonna do i, I get it, it the towel on the bed it happens it happens you, ate, you take the towel off couple bags of chips oh, and left gosh. the chips right there like but it was a trash can right next to him just throw the trash around off. the corner so here we are but, but, but this, this is a real couple yeah, this, this is, is real but I, real. you know what but i guess also i'm so grateful that it's these type of arguments like put the toilet seat down put your shoes up i would rather be arguing about this than why didn't you come home last night whose panties is this because <laughs> <laughs> that's not even an argument it's a wrap yeah. so and but, certain things i see as preferences <sighs> so there there will be we call it the boomerang effect keeping score but also the so there'll be times i'll be like you know why didn't you put your shoes up and then he'll say something well you left your coffee mug on the, on the, on the kitchen counter it's little yeah. things like that but there could be um so it's interesting our relationship I don't even know how to word this. We have been growing and we have been building. And so from day one, from day one. Now, after a while, you marry for purpose, you marry to build something. But there was a time in our relationship. I'm like, we're building, we're in, pur we're, we're in purpose. But some of this is my emotional needs. Aside from what we're building, aside from the purpose of what we're doing, I need you to meet me in the place of my emotional needs, which was funny if you all noticed when T called in, when he said, I don't know if it's an emotional, if I should say something, if I'm being too emotional or if I should tell her how, how I feel. So me and him had two totally different um, views on that. He immediately went to, why don't you encourage yourself? Why don't you tell yourself who you are? Where I'm like, well, if you're with a woman and she's the one that you're signing up for, I me mean, signing up to be with, why is it so hard for you not? Why is it so hard for you not to be able to be emotional and tell her these are my needs that you're not meeting? Yeah. So my my husband is not a very yeah. emotional man. And my mindset, man, give yourself give yourself everything that you can give yourself before somebody else before you put pressure on somebody else to give it to you. Mm. So that we're at this place where it goes into what I'm saying. We're in this season where, okay, we're building. I understand that we are building something. We're we're in purpose. But however, aside from that. I have some emotional needs. So I found myself saying like, listen, you want me to grow in a level of much of, of spirituality and, and continue growing in, in, in my in, in reading of the word. That's good. That's the spiritual part of me. But what about the soul part of me, my mind, my will, my emotions, my personality, my imagination, the soul part of me. So you can meet me spiritually. If I can meet you spiritually, I need you to come over here and meet me emotionally. But there was one time that God really dealt with me. So many times in relationships, we are so busy looking at our spouse rather than looking at ourselves. God will never talk to you more about the person that you're with more than he will talk to you about yourself. When I learned that, it made me start realizing it's not always about you keeping score on what he's not doing. Maybe this is a season for you not to look at him to give you something, but for you really to look at me, meaning God, for me to really come in and deal with whatever this emotional void that you think that you're feeling. Now, granted, I'm one where I did. I, I told him exactly how I felt. And because what matters to me matters to him, that's something that we worked through. But I definitely think in marriage, it's got to be a place where 
the only reason you're at a place where stuff is constantly boomeranging and you like, well, you know, it's, 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 it, it's going back and forth. It's because somewhere along the line, you're looking more at your spouse than you are looking at yourself Absolutely. internally. Mm. Wow. I, and, and let me tell you, uh, that keeping score, you know what? We got, listen, we, we definitely going to talk to the people about, about, about the keeping score. <laughs> you want to, would you want to open the call I, I would absolutely love to open a call on this one because let's, let's Before open it back up for the start, people. Your, your keeping score is a demonstration of your immaturity. And, ahead, and, and I want, so I want questions specifically of anybody that has having problems around this part of their lives. I want questions yeah. specific to this. All right. Keeping this score. core value around keeping score. Mm -hmm here because this is such a great one like we really wanted to we could do a whole yeah. show and keep it and i don't know i don't know what the call in is gonna be like because the last time we had you on the show we had the, the what was the 70 year old 70 year old the, the young the, the yeah. young yeah young 70 year old woman and uh she shared quite a bit with us and that was a big surprise oh my god yeah but she was ready though that that's, was, that's why that's why that we got so you funny. that was funny that was funny Having some young problems too. And you know what? I, I want to give a quick shout out to all the hardly initiated initiates because you mentioned something which I think is very special is that our esteemed guests like yourself actually watch the show to check out our other esteemed guests. That's so the, just the fact that you actually watched the episode yeah. with Dr. Spirit is amazing because when, we, when we first started, and actually I, this is not even too long ago, we used to ask people, hey, have you ever watched the show? Mm -hmm. And they said, like, no, y'all ready to just get started? Wow. <laughs> wow. Right. Wow. So I can tell that things are changing. And I want to give a special shout out to the initiates because it's the initiates who are very no. aggressive with letting other people know. Absolutely. And sharing is, and which sharing. is which is why we need everybody to share this video right now because we still got some ways to go in here. We still got two more core values left. Yeah, we got two more. We got two more core values left. And what I want y'all to do, actually. These other two, boy. Who? my God. These other two. So y'all better stay <laughs> yeah, up in yeah, here. Yeah. Stay with us. We already and broke the record, too, by the way. So last time we yeah, broke, we broke the record with you. On, on the live and this time it's over it was close to 1400 people live oh, wow. right now wow. so right now right now let's wow. get it let's get like guys let's get a thousand likes real quick okay we yeah. have 794 hit the like button. let's get a thousand let's hit a thousand likes let's make it a group effort to hit a thousand and the good news is we actually have somebody on the phone lines right wow. here and Welcome i know when uh, i like h i live give me your age your location and your question hello Yes, you, you on the are show. Here. Oh, finally, I've been trying to call you for like the last two weeks. Hey, y'all. Hey. Hey, how are you? What's your question? <laughs> you know, I'm responsible for a lot of those likes and views. My friend's watching this video right now. My name is Melissa. I'm from Boston. I'm 35. Thank you guys so much for coming on the show. This is my third time watching y'all's video. I just want to say thank you so much. I want to address um, a lot of the things that you guys were saying because I feel like a lot of the things you guys are talking about goes to. Um, what is it? First Corinthians, I think it is. Love is patience. Love is kind. Thank you so much for addressing that. I was in a relationship for five years and I didn't know that one of the main rules that you do not do is if you get into like a major fight, you leave the room. That was like the beginning of the demise of our relationship. So mm -hmm. I'm happy that you guys addressed that. Um, another thing that I noticed you guys didn't mention was the financial, what is it called? Control. Can we talk about that as well too, please? Like, um, sorry, I'm a little nervous right now. I'm just trying to get my thoughts together. Well, okay, Melissa, so you, got, not, you, you, like you ain't got a question, Melissa, do you? You just want to come up here and show oh, me I don't have questions. I wanted to say thank you to you guys, and I also wanted to try to deep dive more into what you guys are talking about in terms of the resentment. Okay. Well, and, well, and I think she mentioned 
uh, financial control. Mm -hmm. I think because because we've had yes, women, yes. we've had women to you know detail that that was some issues where yeah. they've allowed the husband to get the freedom to earn and and you know bring home the bacon so to speak for the family, but he. I guess a consequence of that is that he expresses dominance or some level of control with the finances that they're just uncomfortable with. Is that something that you, you no. so <sighs> once again, it's just marriage is for the mature. mature. I think my husband mentioned this the last time that he was on a podcast. My background is in banking. So it is just something that comes second nature to me and I handle the finances. But the thing is, it could never be a place where I feel more dominant or he feels more dominant because everything that we have together is joint. We don't have nothing separate one. apart from one another. And I know that some that, that's just not the norm in a lot of uh, marriages, but it's just from day one from where we when we got married, we got joint bank accounts because we don't have anything separate. I mean, our home is together. Our cars are yeah. together. So there is no reason for us to have. Now, we may have a separate credit card, but the bill gets paid out of one account still. So I think it's one of those things where he was talking about where it's still God, man and woman, and he leads, but this is the area that I'm stronger in. So if a woman is married to a man and he is stronger in that area of finances, then there's need to be, there needs to be some level of respect that even though that he's handling the finances, that doesn't mean that he controls it. I handle our finances, but I'm not in control of our finances. He does what he wants to do. My position in our marriage is that I just budget better than he does. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think that our scenario well, is really the norm for a lot of people though. Absolutely. Because we counsel, we coach and counsel a whole lot of couples well, they don't have their finances the same. Mm -mm. She got his, her account. He got, he has his account. But can, oh, can I add Go something ahead, real quick? Whenever that happens, this is 100% of the time when they don't keep their finances together, it is because somewhere along the line, there's a trust issue. It's a lack of trust. So anytime we ever see finances that are separate, by the time we get through undigging it, it is because some it's something along the lines of them not trusting one another. They feel the need that they yeah. still have to have this separate life apart from one another. No, that's good. Melissa, thank you so much for coming up here and expressing some love. Keep watching and sharing. Can I just say one more thing? Sorry to cut you guys off. I also <laughs> want to say it's really okay. important. It's just really important. Thank you guys so much. I want to cry because, you know, we're living in a day and age where everybody's like super toxic with all these toxic podcasts. I've been introducing you guys to a lot of people on the street, even men. Thank you guys for having Pastor Jamal. That's when I started watching you guys. And then um, what was the Dr. Spirit? You guys are changing the narrative because this is what I want people to watch. I'm tired of hearing about the whole man versus women. People are really fighting out here. And I feel like this is spiritual warfare. So I was calling you to give you guys props and say thank you because um, you guys are very healthy. I like the direction that you guys are moving in. So thank you so much for this. I really appreciate you guys. We appreciate thank you. Thank you, Melissa. Much love to you Melissa and the family. Okay? Boston. You're welcome. Take care. Thank you. All right. So we're going to still call up on the initiation hotline okay so i want you guys to call up here and guys again we are on the core value that's talking about keeping score so i want to hear some questions some concerns <laughs> that you have we, we let around. melissa slide because she showed a lot of love yeah we let yeah. listen she was just filled with love i felt yeah. it i felt it but listen come up here with a question y'all come up here with a question so we can really uh get the game pull the knowledge out of these two amazing guests that we have on here today so delano let us know when we got some uh when we when we have some people on here and please guys in the meantime while the initiation hotline is pending i need you guys to please get us to a thousand likes right now it's incredible we got 1361 in the room right now and somebody is on the phone here welcome to hr live give me your age location 
and your question. I hear you on the phone. You got to mute the show, by the way. Y'all mute the show. Go ahead. <laughs> Welcome to Harley Initiated. Oh, they don't even know they. They gonna like, listen, y'all. Y'all gotta come ready today. Yeah, they, they come ready. They, they throwing the off the flow. They like, who is that? They need to hurry up and answer the question. <laughs> yeah. That's you. Yes. The question. <laughs> yes. When y'all call, y'all better be ready. Look, no, no boost mobiles. All right. I need y'all to call up with everything, with everything ready to go. I, I I do have a question for y'all. So if if in the situation you in this this marriage mm -hmm. where both people are occupying completely different roles. How does one party show appreciation for the other person and they're doing something completely different? So let's say I'm the breadwinner. My my, my woman is the, the caretaker. How do I show as a man she's just as valuable or the things that she's bringing to the table is just as important as me going out and, and getting the money? I think we both have to have a value for purpose. I think we both have to have a value for the purpose for why we're together. The purpose for why we're together is a threefold purpose. Number one, to become each other. The next thing is to build something greater than each other. The next thing is to be a blessing to each other. Mm. Right? So if I'm becoming, building, and blessing, yes. then that means each role is equally important. Mm -hmm. It's just as important for you to be the homemaker as it is for me to bring the bacon home. Right. Both of them are equally important. We got to have the understanding before we start, though. Right. We become, we build. And we bless. That's the important. That's the purpose of a marriage. That's well, the reason why we together to bring the best out, out of each, each other. other. I was gonna say, but to, even so, to make it applicable, like how do you let them know that their role is just important? How are you talking to them when they when when you've worked all day and maybe you come home to your wife that's the caregiver? Do you take her and hug her? Do you love her? Do you let her know that you see her? Do you when she's cooking dinner? Do you compliment like, man, the the food is good. I, I love how the house looks. It's all of it, it's it's really it's simple. It's just letting her know that I see you. It may not even be with words. It may just be with a tender hug or a kiss or just taking the time to text her throughout the, throughout the day to say something sweet. It's the simple things to let somebody know that I see you. Doesn't even have to be a grand gesture. It can be simple things like we can be in a room of a thousand people. And I can see my husband looking, trying to figure out where I am. And when he locks eyes with me right then, I know that he has searched this room to make sure that I'm there looking and waiting for him. Women want to be seen in relationships. Do you see me? That's what creates intimacy. It's not always about going out and buying me flowers or a designer bag or showing up with something. It's just the nice gesture. Compliment me. Does my hair look nice today without me having to say anything to you? When I come into a room, have I left the house today where I feel validated as a woman before some other man walks up to me about, hey, queen, or, you know, mm. good morning. It's little things just letting a woman know that I see you. And it's not always about money. It's about the sacrifice of acknowledge my presence. When, mm. my, when I walk into a room, do you acknowledge that I'm there? That matters. If I've been taking care of your home and your children all day long, and you come into the house. Another thing that's not in our core values, we make it a point not to walk into the house while we're talking on the phone to somebody. Because when you come home, let me be the first person that you want to greet at the door. Sometimes we start really strong when we're dating. But when you get used to somebody, when the spirit of familiarity comes into a relationship, you are dangerous. That's one prayer that I always pray because my he's my husband, but he's also my pastor. 
And there can be times where God will speak to him and say something. I always pray, Lord, never allow the spirit of familiarity to come in me where when my husband says something that I've become so familiar with the sound or what he's saying that I don't understand the power behind it. And that's mm. just in ministry. That's one part. But there are sometimes you can just become so familiar in the relationship that what you started out doing, you no longer do anymore. So you no longer do the compliments. You no longer come and just grab her from behind while she's washing dishes. You no longer just make sure that you take a minute out of the day just to send her a text. You no longer maybe just leave a nice card. I told my husband, don't buy me anything. I love when he writes me a letter in his own handwriting. A woman wants to be seen. The day you stop seeing her is the day that you really start putting a big wedge in the foundation and you open the door for somebody else to see her. Wow. Oh my goodness. Wow. Oh, let that breathe. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> y'all got to, it's, it's just some, it's, y'all got to, y'all got to really take this in here tonight. These are the slow burn episodes wow. that just come with so much heat and so much weight. And man, the spirit of familiarity is dangerous dangerous and all of us are very susceptible to it yeah, nobody is subject or free of that that's a very dangerous thing i'm very happy you spoke about that i think we finally got somebody on the phone lines but you got game though you probably look you better bring it all right because the first people before you they've been dropping the ball so we need this from you right now <laughs> welcome to harley initiated give me your age your location and your question uh-oh Come on now, brother. You here or sister? Are you here? You hear me? Oh man, let him go, Lano. It's over with. Y'all dropping the ball tonight on the hotline. Y'all dropping the ball tonight, y'all. We gonna have to hold on? it. We gonna have to hold it, y'all. I'm sorry, y'all gonna miss out. We are gonna have to get to that next core value tonight. Yes, yeah. I think they they just not accustomed to to when we drop. They they was ready yet a little earlier it's yeah. all good hello hey all right so we got somebody on here how you do give me your age your location and your question my age i'm 31 and i'm from dallas my name is Jalisa. and my question is if we're in the flesh and so it's easy for us to do tit for tat like oh you did this so i'm gonna do that how do we go to the spiritual realm where we're more in line with God, where we're not holding grudges and we're not counting what that other person did against us. You or me? Well, I, I didn't end up one of you all. Jaleesa, I think that's a great question. You started off when you said when you're in the flesh. So we know <laughs> that the flesh is a negative thinking pattern that goes against the will of God. Whenever you are in your flesh, that's meaning that's already you are in selfishness. You have already desired. You've already had this decision that you want to stay. You want to stay in the flesh and you want to be angry. I have been there too, Jaleesa. I promise you. I promise you I've been there. But one of the things that I do, I pray and I really, I talk to God and I say, creating me a clean heart, renewing me a right spirit, come in and soften my heart where, yeah, I do feel like maybe they deserve my silence. Maybe they deserve me to be able to sleep in another room and not be next to them. But at the end of the day, I have to take my eyes off of them and I have to put my eyes back on me and I have to say, Holy Spirit, I can't do this on my own. This is really, really hard. I am still dealing with some anger or resentment. Help me to be able to navigate through this and give me the peace. That's the thing. This is a journey that you're on. So maybe even the question today, 
that God has literally, it's not just by happenstance that you got in on the call and you made it through to talk. Maybe today God is just saying, I'm giving you some new tools. I'm giving you some new weapons to be able to know that it is possible to really ask God to soften your heart and to get you to the place that now it seems that you're fully aware that something is wrong because you said you got into the flesh. So I think tonight God is telling you, get out of the flesh, get back into your spirit and allow him to be able to lead you. Is it any meat on the boat? Thank you. No, I'm good. And that's, <laughs> I, I'm good. I, I, I know when the, and hey, Jaleesa, that, start, that starts with a simple decision. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. It's just as simple as that. When you ask the question, how do I do it? Just do it. Get out of yourself. Simple as that. Bada boom, bada bing. I once, I once heard a quote. It says, just do it until you get into it. So you may not feel like it, but eventually if you just keep doing it, you'll get into it. And eventually you'll see your heart begin to soften. And what was so made you so angry before, you'll see it. You'll see everything turn and you'll feel the peace of God come upon you. So that's my prayer for you. I like that. Thank you. Jaleesa, thank you so much. You have a blessed day. OK, appreciate you, Jaleesa. Yes. I thought Thanks you were going to go crazy. Home. I thought you were going to say, you know, when Ice Cube said We'll put your back into it because he said that he said that one too. I was we getting crazy tonight. I actually heard that quote. We, we were I was at a women's conference and a lady got up and she was talking about what do you do when you're just not in the mood and you don't feel like having sex. That was her advice. She says you just do it until you get into it. And, it, and it's the truth. It really does. What may <laughs> but you may not feel like doing. Eventually, you'll get into it. Absolutely. Listen, I ain't mad at that one. I ain't mad at that one. Pastor James says new core value. Right. <laughs> number eight. That's number eight, baby. Bonus for the married couples. For the married. For the married, right. the married hey, couples. Grown folks yes. only. Grown folks only. All right. Singles trying to adopt that one right now. Right. Right. So let's. Hey, let's go. We we actually on core value number six. Number right six, here, y'all. Number six. Let's talk about it. It's okay. About to be very interesting. You just talked about roles. Core value number six. My role is sacrifice. Your role is submission. But we don't believe in gender roles. Damn. <laughs> so now, now, now submission. Oh, now here we go. Yeah, he said the S word. Yeah, they don't. They don't like that one. So mm. y'all, when we did when we released these core values to our church, we did a whole hour and a half on submission. Because you're right, people do not want to submit. Yeah. Yeah. Sacrifice. Men, sacrifice. Put yourself aside for somebody else. Hmm. Right now, they like that. In, in other words, <laughs> bleed like you bleed, and let them like benefit off your bleeding. So listen, what he just said. We have to do it that we have to phrase it this way, because what he just said, I can guarantee you, a woman that knows that a man is a bleeding for her, she is more eager to submit. The reason people don't like to talk about submission because no bleeding. they are asking women to submit to men that aren't willing to sacrifice for them. I, to submit to him, it feels so extremely freeing. It is weights that I no longer, that I have to carry. There were certain things as a single woman where it was all on me. When I got married, everybody says, what did it feel like when you got married? Your first, well, what, 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 what does it feel like? I felt empowered because I was now at the place where I could fall all the way into someone because he was falling all the way into God. When you, when there is no level of sacrifice, yeah. there will never be a, a level of, of submission. 
You want me to submit to someone who's not even sacrificing for me. I don't think women have a problem with submitting. I think they have a problem with submitting to men who are not submitted, who are not submitted and to men who are not willing to sacrifice. Mm. True love will always make a sacrifice when nothing or nobody else will. Mm -hmm. When I really, really love her, I don't even think about not sacrificing. But when my love is being clouded, then I start keeping score and holding up on my sacrifice. But true love, it surrenders. Mm -hmm. And it says whatever got to happen has to happen because I'm trying to show her just how much she mean to me. Y'all do understand that. Heavy, huh? Heavy. <laughs> a man asks a woman to marry him. So when you're asking me to marry you, I don't understand how, and maybe this is something the men, because I like to hear from you all. What makes a man not want to sacrifice for the woman that he's with? Fear. Fear of what? Fear that it's not reciprocal. going to, it's not reciprocal. <laughs> it's not going to turn out into be a good return, you know, on his sacrifice. Yep. He may fear that he won't get the submission from his sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He might just fear all the things might go wrong. Essentially, all the things that could go wrong, he's fearing those things will take place. And even if you hear our culture in the echo chambers of social media, that's what men are communicating, fear. Yeah. And that I guess that's what concerns me is because you have already created hypothetical situations. You've never even given me the option to submit. You've already formed this opinion of me that if you do this, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. So you've already planted a place for us not to really be able to enter into. I personally believe in gender roles. I just had this conversation with another one of my friends. Um, mm. I, I do. I, I believe and it may be because of how I was raised to this day. My mother, she can drive, but my dad does not like for her to drive at night by herself because he's like, I'm her protector. I'm the husband. It's dangerous for her to be driving at night by herself. So for me, I'm not bothered by gender roles, although gender roles, they could maybe look different in, in, in today's climate just because I'm not a homemaker. I am in, 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 I am in corporate America, but there are certain things where we definitely have gender roles in our marriage. He takes out the trash. He makes sure the yard is cut. I make sure the house is clean. I make sure that we have something to eat. Sometimes it may have to go over to him if I'm working longer, but I don't have a problem with gender roles. And that's because he doesn't have a problem submitting. He gets the best version of me when he does his part. But when you have a man that's not even willing to do his part because he's afraid, he shouldn't be trying to take on a wife. Absolutely. Right. It's ridiculous. Poll, by the way, I think we need a poll on that. Because let's poll, let's figure out, do they believe in gender roles? Yeah. I think that's question. a really great question that we've yeah. never asked the audience. Let, let me help y'all. Let me help the men with a principle of maturity that I think accelerated my life in a whole nother way. Yeah. I think I caught this probably about 12 years ago, I want to say. Right. 11 years ago, for sure. Yeah. Anything that I give up for God, it positions me to grow up, to go up in a whole new way. Mm. If God tells me to give something up, yeah. this means he's trying to put me in a position to go up. Mm -hmm. mm. So giving up means I got to sacrifice something. Yeah. I got to let something go, right? And so a lot of times what I have to let go is something that I've become one with. But what, I, what he's asking me to let go, it cannot go with me. 
So he asked me to give it up. He don't force me to give it up, but he asked me to give it up. So I am afraid to sacrifice because I don't want to give something up. And the only reason I don't want to give it up, only reason I don't want to give it up is because I don't think that it is the element that's going to make me go up to another level. But when I start thinking in terms of anytime he asks me to give up my wants, my needs, my desires, my beliefs for what he's saying for your wife, I can guarantee you that she's going to reposition. He's going to put something in her to reposition you in a whole new way to take your life to another dimension. Mm. So good. Are you with me? So, so therefore you saying fear, I'm afraid that whatever I give up, I ain't going to be able to go up after I give it up, mm. whatever it may be. That's what you basically saying. Yeah. Are you with me? But the whole kick is my trust is not in her. My God. This is when you got to come back to core value. Number one, God is first. My trust is not in her. My trust is in him because he said the two becomes one. Wow. Are you with me? So, so, so it's the, it's the, it's the, see, because if I don't get this principle, then watch this. If I'm walking in fear, that means I'm not walking in faith. Yes. And everything that I'm required of in life and God, spiritual realm and natural realm, you got to have faith. You had to have faith to leave y'all jobs. Y'all did this. Y'all had three businesses. You had to have a certain level of faith from go from this business to this business to this business. So faith is universal. Yeah. yeah. Had to have roles too. You had to, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, you play a role, he plays a role. But anytime I'm willing, anytime I'm unwilling to sacrifice, that means I'm ready to settle. Because <laughs> every next level of my blessing is contingent upon me giving something up. Yes, yeah, or giving someone up. So sacrifice got to be a part of our DNA. Because on the day that I stop sacrificing, that's the day that I stop growing. And I don't want to go into that because we got one more core, core value <laughs> add on to that in that core value. But that's what that's what sacrifice cannot be an event. It got to be a lifestyle. Wow. Now I just dropped you know that what? poll. Go ahead. I just dropped that poll, and let me know if this this actually works. Do you think gender roles are ideal in a healthy, intimate, long term relationship? Okay, that's good. I got yes or no. Okay, cool. Right now, yeah. over a hundred votes, but I'm gonna hold it. Ooh. Yo, please. Because yeah. I'm actually surprised by what we got so far. Yeah. So please send in your vote. Yeah. I, I want at least, because we got yes. 1,300 people in the room right now. Yeah. I really want to get about 300 to 350 people on this poll. So guys, do you think gender roles yeah. are ideal in a healthy, intimate, long-term relationship? Options yes or no? Options yes or no. And if you're no. watching the replay, drop the yes or no in the replay as well. And I want to talk about this too, because what y'all are talking about now is so important. Because our entire conversations, because we talked about the sacrifice. I yeah. think there's fear associated with sacrifice. Mm -hmm. But I think the same reasons that we don't sacrifice is the same reasons we have an issues with submission. Mm -hmm. no because question. it's also fear Absolutely. associated yeah. with why we're having a lack yeah. of submission. Yeah. Right. So I think this is a this is an issue both the men and the women are having. It's fear. We live in fear-based lives. And that's so interesting that you said that because you really gave the cure because i think we trust in too much in people, people. yes because that's the thing about it it's like when you just move with the understanding that this is faith like this is gonna work out regardless it's not about whether or not she does me dirty yeah. that's right. what we worried about i know i'm worried about her doing me Bro. wrong i seen divorces fail i see what's happening online i see all these divorces happen i grew up in a house where my parents was divorced yeah. My last three, four boyfriends cheated on me. So now this next one is going to also do me do me wrong. And it's all about what he's going to do and what she's going to do. So 
I mean, to be honest, as a culture, we don't even, I don't even think we're at a point, at a place to truly trust God. Man. Yeah. I don't yeah. think that's where we add it as, as, as a culture. Here comes another element. Submission. Sub. Mission. Sub means to come under. Mission. So in other words, <laughs> come under the mission. Yes. Could it be possible that some women don't want to act in submission because ain't no man giving her a mission to come under? That's, that's, that's yeah, very a, possible. I think that's a big. A thousand percent correct. Mission. I, that's I a big complaint. Gotta have a mission. So, right. so, 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 so if I got core values, apparently a mission is somewhere close. Yeah. And a vision is somewhere close. This is the reason why you got to have core values. Right. Because the core values is leading to something. Mm-hmm. Are you with me? So what is the mission of the marriage? What's the vision of the marriage? Who are we in the marriage? Am I making sense? Yeah. So when I got all this, when I, when I know a mission. When I know that we are assigned to become, to build, and to bless, it makes a woman want to come under that. Sure does. You know why? Because she sees something. Mm-hmm. She sees something that is bigger than her. She sees something she's a part of. She sees something that she can cultivate, she can incubate, yeah. and she can make better. Are you with me? I am. Yeah. But you got to give me something gotta, to work with. You got to give us something to work with, though. I think most of the women would agree with what y'all are saying because I am shocked by this. Let's see that poll. I want right to see now. it. You, you ready to stop yeah, it? Drop that joint. I mean, how many, how many votes we got? We got 277 votes, oh, yeah. but this is not changing. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and close it. And 87% of people in the chat say, yes, they do believe yeah. in gender roles. Yeah. Wow. You probably thought the opposite. That's what I thought the opposite yeah. is what they would respond but with. But this is the Culture thing. Culture tell you a lie. No, but this is the part. We believe in gender roles but not many men give us the option to actually operate in our gender role. Mm. Damn. <laughs> wow. Operate in your gender role. And what does it look like? For, <laughs> what, what does it look like for a man? Paint that picture for me. A man is allowing you to operate in your gender role. Paint that picture for me. So I think it depends on how the marriage is set, set up. up. It really depends on that because I don't want to just use, I just had this conversation with one of my really great girlfriends and we were talking about masculine energy. And so she was, we, we were trying to, she was figuring out, it was kind of that whole gender role part for us in our marriage. It looks like I, like I just said, I work still in corporate America. So it looks like he is still the person that when I come home, he makes sure that the things around like the trash, making sure that, the house is, um, you know, any type of things, repairs or things that we need. He still does the, to me, I don't want to call it masculine because there's some single women that are out there that are still having to do these things by themselves. I've been there before too, but I also had a father, but I think it's whatever you define for your particular house. So it's the core values, the things and the expectations that he sees for me as a wife and the expectations that I see for him as a husband. So I really think gender roles needs to be something that is discussed because do you really see yourself as being the breadwinner where you want me to stay at home and just raise the kids? Well, when I stay at home and raise the kids, how does spending money for me, how does that look for me? Does that look like I have to come to you for an allowance? I think it's conversations that have to be had because gender roles for each household are going to be different. Mm -hmm. So that's a dangerous part. If you look at somebody else's marriage and you try to duplicate that into your own marriage, you are, it's going to be some problems. So there was a a, a long time in the beginning when we first got married, I have, I've been in real estate on the, on the banking sector for over 20 years. I'm well within my career. He was not making as much as me. So at that time, when we first got married, it may have been in that season 
I was the one that was the primary breadwinner, but he gave me a vision and he gave me a mission and he showed me, Tiffany, this, if, 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 if we, this is what I, this is where I see us going. This is what I see us doing. I see me being able to tell you to be able to quit your job when you want to. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, he's there now where he's doing excellent in life and I can quit my job. I don't want to quit my job. So it's certain things where I think gender roles, what could be a gender role in one season, it could turn over into it could, it could it could evolve into something else. But I really think that has got to be a specific conversation. Yeah. But I want to go back to the comment that I made. Often with women, there is this feminine side of us where in our gender role, we want to be protected. We want to be provided for. We want to be loved. We want to be honored. We want to be led. We want to, we want to completely be led. be led. But where are you leading me? Where are we going? Where have you led your life prior to me? It's not so much where you're just leading me in the marriage. What were you doing prior to even meeting me? Like, show me that there are some leadership skills, even if it just looks like you lead by making sure that you take care of your body and you're going to the gym. It looks like you make sure that you are paying your bills on time. I just think often men require this version of women that they have not done the work to actually have a woman to come in and say, yeah, I'll submit to you. And I'm not saying all men, but I can guarantee you probably the majority of the ladies that are listening, you're surprised that we believe in gender roles. We really want to, we really want to fall back. We want you to be the big King. We want you to be the hero in the home, but we're so busy trying to keep the home together and you haven't really done your part. And it's just sometimes it can feel it can feel heavy. God did not design me to carry us aside from money, because I don't necessarily think that money equates to um, to leadership. It could very well be that you just make sure that you when I come home, that it's a peaceful atmosphere, that you make sure that you are utilizing self-control. I know that I'm in a safe, loving in, in environment where I yeah. can feel safe. I just don't think that I just don't think sometimes women get the fair end of it. Mm. I, I don't. I definitely don't want to turn this into a man against woman. No, because it's not. But it's. Yeah, but but you you're right. You're right. But I think one of the things is missing. I think one of the one of the uh, one of the principles that's missing about marriage and relationships is this: we a team. Yeah. And in, in a team, we got roles. You got a role. You got a role. Delano got a role. And hardly initiated. It's roles in a mm -hmm. marriage. Mm -hmm. It's roles. But the but the assignment is the team got to win the game, baby. Right. And when the team got to win the game, that means that what has to be done has to be done at a high level at my role. They pay Patrick Mahomes the big bucks for a reason. Mm -hmm. Are you with me? Right. Yeah. So therefore, in the season that you are in in your marriage, you might not always be the quarterback. Sometimes you might move to wide receiver. Sometimes you might have to stand at the line and block. But whatever you do, do it so well with the mindset of we're going to win the game. Yeah. Okay. I, so I got a question for you. Yeah. <laughs> what course. made you think that the it was going to be different on the on the poll that just that just went out? Well, I'm not surprised because of our following, mm -hmm. right? And it is a safe space. So I, I do expect the women and both the men to be very honest in mm -hmm. this space. But just from what's presented online, when you have these, you know, bits and clips 
of, you know, media or information being put out, right. usually the rhetoric around it, which makes it go yeah. so viral, is extremely divisive. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if it's, there's a man or a woman communicating that there should be some submission involved from a woman mm -hmm. or to for a woman to be receptive of a man's leadership, the pushback is always, this is misogynistic, this mm -hmm. is predatory, this is really everything but healthy. Yeah. Right. So I'm not really surprised that our following, right. you know, because which I think most of the people who follow us are probably on the more traditional end of the spectrum. And also, you got to remember the poll you originally did. 60 something percent of your people are spiritual. Then you have another part that are religious. Yeah. So right. you're usually going to find women like that are spiritual or religious. We tend to kind of go to more towards more of the traditional type roles. Right, right. Yeah. But even though I'm not surprised, I, I guess I am. I, I don't know. I'm kind of in the middle. I, I'm just in the middle mm -hmm. because, like I said, I think if you was to just do this poll randomly on the Internet, right. it would just be. It I guess be, it makes yeah. me sad. I'm just wondering. I guess I was wondering, like, what made it? What is what's being projected where when where it's now thought that women don't even want gender roles anymore? Like, man, when did it get to this place? I think it's a lot, yeah. honestly, about like the the dating, the dating rhetoric, because which is what I was ready to ask you about about anyway, um, uh, with the dating is as a man, if I am trying to find the best, the best woman for me, mm -hmm. and I want to be be able to identify if a woman is going to be receptive of leadership, how would I like what are some signs that I would know? Like, how do I figure this out? Oh, humility. Yeah. I think humility is one. I think when a woman encourages you, watch this. We know that we don't have it all together in certain areas. We know it may be a little deficiency here, a little deficiency there. Yeah. When she don't expose the sufficient the insufficiency and she feels it, my God, then you know without a shadow of a doubt that uh she's trying to make you better. Right. Because some women gonna expose mm -hmm. you not this. You not that. You don't have this. You don't have that. When she don't expose it, but she step in and say, hey, have you thought about this? I believe if you talk to this person and talk to that person, you can get this going. She can feel the role. It's a difference between a person exposing and feeling the role. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? Because when they expose it, they trying to take away. Why, why are they trying to take it away? They may be trying to take away from you so they can control you mm -hmm. or they can not let you get so high. Cause they afraid that you might try to think more of yourself than what you are. Yep. But then you got another woman that's confident, right? She ain't worried about if I feel the role, he going to go with somebody else. Mm -mm. Her assignment is to make you better. Yeah. You got yeah. me. So that, that, that very well may be right there. And I think another example, yeah. I remember when we were dating, since you were asking dating, we, we, I would, I, in my career, I, um, I have a, I, I have to delegate a lot of things. And so sometimes I would come home in the same tone that I would be using that I <laughs> used at work. I would come home and I would be talking to him that way. And then one day he looked at me. He was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a second, Tiff. That's you. That's you at work. When we come home, you don't talk to me in that way. In the way that I backed down. And I was like, you know what? I apologize. I'm sorry. It was in that moment. I didn't try to argue with him. I didn't try to refute it. I didn't try to come back and be like, well, I'm saying it this way. At that moment, I showed him. No. That you can talk to me and correct me in a situation. And if I back down and really can hear what you're saying, then possibly that he could learn that I could actually be led by him. I think it just through ex 
through experiences and through conversations, if she'll listen to you yeah. and take a critique from you yeah. and literally say, I can make these changes to make us better. I think that that's a good way for you to know that you can, that you can lead her. I was I just talking good. about that, that but uh, when we went on that bike ride, we was, I was talking to JD, we was riding and I said, one of the two things that I love so much to see in a woman when I'm dating mm -hmm. is when she can apologize and when she can express appreciation. Yeah. Those two things are just so important to me. Mm. The apologizing typically speaks to the be able, uh, the ability to hold accountability, yes. yeah. to keep your pride in check, to yeah. keep your ego in check, which I think is such a beautiful trait to have as a human being. Right. Absolutely. Right. Especially as somebody I want to talk about doing life with. Right. And then somebody who expresses appreciation. That's going back to that spirit of gratitude yes, sir. that you was talking about, where they just not taking none for granted, where they just going to say, you know what, man? I appreciate, I, I love what, I love this relationship that we have yes, here. I appreciate you, you know, taking that towel off the bed <laughs> and not putting that towel on the bed no more. <laughs> when, right, when, you right, know, right. when you know, I've been yeah. complaining about that because that's my thing. I like to put the towel, but still, yeah, right. but, still <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but whatever it is, I think right. those two are very important. And I, one thing I hear young ladies say a lot is, you know, I only should submit to my husband. Mm. I only should submit to my husband. Yeah. I shouldn't be submitting unless you my husband. I, I want you to I, I want to speak on that because I agree. Let, let me say it like let me let me say it like this. Right? I agree because uh I agree, but I think if she starts seeing you as becoming her husband and growing into her husband, I think then she can start submitting at levels. I think it's one level at a time. Right. If you the boyfriend, you don't get you don't get husband privileges. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You want to submit to a boyfriend. What like, is what is husband privileges? Let's uh, get this clear right now. Yeah. So right. we can get this right. Submission. Um, I think I think it's also I think, well, we we're talking. This is from a believer standpoint. Yeah. You know, sex, that's a husband's yeah. thing. I think um, joint bank accounts yeah. are a husband. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to yeah. be sure. joint with that. Um um, what would be some other things? Cooking for a man. Cooking uh, for a man. I don't, I don't think that's, I don't think that is, I think. It, it, it whatever works for you. Yeah, yeah. you have it, ladies. Like, because, yeah. because, cool. because, 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 because I'm saying, <laughs> like, the, we don't, is, we ain't. But for, this is the part. She don't cook. But, right? No, I, I don't. I'm, I, the time doesn't, but we don't miss we no meal either. We ain't got time. Yeah, yeah. But we ain't missing no meals <laughs> And either. we're good. You see what I'm saying? And so, he's, but he's we, okay we got that, that's, that's good for our household. Right. You see what I'm saying? And so, since that's good for our household, that's how we flow. But. I just think whenever a man has to try to start making a woman submit, He's got to go back and retract no, about like, what am I doing to make her not want to submit? There has got to be some, yeah. something you've done prior. I just don't think that it's a fair assessment. Because the truth of the matter is women want to submit to a man. Yeah. When you give them something to submit to. That's facts. At the boyfriend stage, if they see big things, they'll start some, you'll start seeing levels of submission. Do you think? that I only started submitting to you once we got married or do you feel like I submitted no, prior I, to? No, I think it was already, like, it's, it's coded into your, to your DNA. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I knew, like, from the start, like, I knew, like, this is a, this woman a wife. Flat out. I knew that. Why? Because I knew what I wanted. Mm -hmm. A lot of times, we don't know what a person is if we don't know what we want. Well... See, I, I would say, I would say too. I mean, in my experiences too, especially if you, especially if you're a you a different caliber dude. Yeah, like that's really what it comes yeah. down to too. Yeah. And, and so, that dude is not gonna really have problem, which is also why women running into those guys, they you can very easily take advantage of those women yeah. to be to keep it real. Yeah, 
because in many ways, like if women really, like you said, they see you that guy, yeah. especially they, they hold you in reverence. Yeah. They know you could teach them. Yeah. They know you would make a hell of a husband. Yeah. Right? All those things. They start, you ain't got to tell them to do that. Right. Yeah. So, so if I know what I want, if I know where I'm going, I'm walking in the direction of where I'm going. And if I know where I'm going, then I'm becoming somebody too. Mm -hmm. And people see that. And when people see that, that makes people, that make a woman want to grab a hold to, because you know what she's thinking in her mind? I probably can help him make this better. Right. Well, that's I probably can add value to this. <laughs> you, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Absolutely. That's, yeah. that's, that's what, a, that's, that's whether a woman is, is, is a game changer or not, she'll find a way to help you change the game. If she see you leave. So I, I do think at a woman's deepest core, she she's down with the general. She yeah. wants to be taken care of. She wants to she be, led. be led. And I get the poll, what the poll says. Yeah. But I'm still very confused because even when it, because this is why I say this, <laughs> because even when we bring guests onto uh -huh. the show, the women, you know, and I reserve my personal opinion about some of the guests that we bring on I the show. You. But I've found, or at least it seems to be that, the women, the niches, their favorite guests are the women who don't seem like they're very open to submission. Mm -hmm. So this is this this seems to be the women that they most identify with, the women that they're like, oh wow, I really like what she says. And me personally, I'm thinking these things sound great. Right. But from my personal interaction with this woman, this would not be a woman that I would be interested in dating simply because everything that she's presenting is hey i'm not interested in submission i'm not interested in gender roles right in fact i'm more interested in being evaluated and doing the things that you do that's just my like i said i'm great guest so, so let me say let me let me say let me say this ron and, I, and i'm done i'm talking too much but let me, let, me say, <laughs> let, me, let me say this everybody will act like something is something <laughs> when they don't have nothing right i knew where you were about to go if you don't have a relationship and you're not in it, but you see a person saying this and saying this, saying this and saying that, and they saying all the stuff you feel because you actually want to be in her position too. Mm. You, you see what I'm saying? So, so you you'll type the likes, the comments, but the right band come in your life. Everything you said, everything you believe in, <laughs> well, you're gonna turn down. it around. Yeah. And, and watch this. They, they may, the right man coming in their life, they might start watching Holly initiate. <laughs> I get that. I get that. You see what I'm saying? Yes. I, I mean, I'm saying just because people say stuff, put them in the test. Mm. Yeah. I like that. Put them in the test. Yeah. As a matter of fact, yeah, let, me, let me ask you, Ryan, did you want to hear some of these super chats before we got to the next joint? Yeah, they listen, kind of up I think bit. you heard some people feelings earlier because the super chats start rolling in. We got, so I'm going to catch up with some, okay? Yeah, and listen, y'all. Listen, get this. The, listen, it's it's a, it's 11 p.m. Y'all really rocking with HR Live tonight. <laughs> wow. Get these super chats in because we listen. We about to roll into the very last core value. Final round. All right, we about to run into the last one. So what I want you to do here you got new sounds is I want you I, I want you to go ahead here and make sure you send those in. But but let, let, let's actually get to some of these here. So real quick, shout out to Arlene Parrish who joined the membership. Shout out to Yali who sent over super chat and Mrs. Sheila World of Fun. Yali just says she's taking notes pretty much. She says marriage can be so beautiful, especially when these core values, especially with these core values we're listening to right now. Mrs. Sheila World of Fun sent over a super okay. chat. Shout out to Selena Hill. Y'all got the TFCC tribe chiming in. She yeah. says, shout out to Pastor James and Tiff. Your soul gold family is here. Just wanted to show you yeah. guys some love. Awesome. 
Shout out to Shaka. Shaka Aiken says, I love this. I love this couple. I love this couple. I love you guys. Thank you for having professionals teach about black love and expectations. We love you too. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and we got a question. So we got to go back to Lee Dave's question, okay? Lee Dave says, Pastor James and Tiff, I love y'all. Can you please explain the difference between spirit and soul? So we have to go back to the soul ties, to the soul tie segment. Lee, you've heard this a hundred times. He just want to flex. Yeah, but you ready to flex. You ready to try to turn (laughs) me on tonight, Lee. (laughs) But let me just let me just say this right here. I think I think this can um I think this can make this clear. In my spirit, I am instinctual, but in my soul, I'm intellectual. In my soul, my mind, my will, my emotions, my memory, my imagination, my personality. Right. I got to think logically and I got a reason. But in my spirit, I instinctually move. Mm-hmm. I don't have to think because this is the core of who I am. So spirit is instinctual. Soul is intellectual. That's the difference between the spirit and the soul. Mm. Yeah. Spirit is instinctual. Instinctual. Soul is intellectual. Is intellectual. So the reason why faith is so hard for a person to walk by faith is because in their real faith, they believe in fear more than they believe in making a move, mm. right? Because in the intellectual part of you, your mind will make you start thinking of every bad thing that could possibly happen. Yeah. But the spirit part of me is the one part, the one part of me that is just like God. Intuition. I'm instinctual. I'll make the move without overthinking it in my mind. Right. Because the soul is a part of the mind. It's your will. It's your emotions. It's how you literally go day to day my personality, how I come into the room, how I make people feel. It's the feeling part of you. Yeah. The spiritual, the, 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 the spirit of you is literally like the God part of you. It's yeah. how God created you because we are spirit beings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so in our situation, right, she made a choice to, to, to start doing life with me through her spirit. Yeah. Because in her soul. On paper. On paper, it don't add up. Mm-mm. No, uh-uh, this dude who high level felon, mm-hmm. you know, cocaine ring, all this and all that, like that don't look right. But in her spirit, in in instinctually, she's saying it's something different about this. I knew it. And mm. I knew it from my spirit. You see what I'm it had saying? nothing to do with my mind. Now, of course, I think my husband is extremely attractive. So when I finally met him, but you got to realize I was into him prior to even meeting him initially. We literally started at spirit, soul, and body. We didn't start at body, soul, and spirit. And mm. so that's why it's so hard. We look at a person, they look good. Now we look at them from the body. Then after that, we may start talking to them about like how they feel, like, you know, your personality, you get to know them. And then at the latter part, we get to their spirit. Well, the spirit is literally what keeps us together because Mm. everything in my soul, eventually it may, my my body's definitely going to change. In my soul, it's certain parts of me that, you know, that, that will evolve over time, but it's the spiritual connection that is mixed with the Holy Spirit that keeps our, that keeps our bond strong. So I hope that made sense, Lee, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> made sense to me. Yeah. We, got, we got another super chat? We got one more. Shout out to Jasmine. She said, just here in the backgrounds, it'd be a red flag for most because of the emotional trauma. And I think she's more so talking about Pastor Jane's background. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So no problem. It's really not, it's really not a it's really not a question. Let me let me ask you. I think I'll turn it into a question. Regarding Pastor Jane's background mm-hmm. in particular. Mm-hmm. Was there, and really your background as well, right? Because you had been through an early marriage. I had been through, a, it was a ton of infidelity. It was mental and physical abuse in my first marriage. 
Okay, so was there still some remaining baggage, so to speak, or or some some things that y'all had to work work out together when y'all came together, or was you separately all past that and Pastor James the same thing? So as far as this is what people don't fully like to say, you don't know the level of healed that you actually are until you actually have to express healing. So meaning that. It was seven years that I had been divorced before I met my husband. I met him. I ended up ended my first marriage in 2007. I did not meet him until 2014. Now, of course, during that seven year journey, I believe that I was completely healed. Well, I didn't know the level of my healing until I actually had to open myself up to be vulnerable to somebody to really, really know if I was fully healed. Mm -hmm. So I would think um, to answer your question. Yeah, I think that I had done a lot of the work and I knew that I had done a lot of the work because I was open. I had, My heart was open enough to be able to receive love again. There are some trauma and some um, toxic things that can happen in your life where I'll hear women or I'll even hear men say, like, I'm done. I'll never want to get married again. I wasn't at that part. I had healed enough to know that I was worthy of love. I was worthy of someone to be good to me. I was worthy of a faithful companion. I knew my worth. And so. The thing was, you can meet so many men that may be good and have everything out on paper. I knew that he was going to take care of my soul. I knew that he was going to take care of my spirit. It was a spirit to spirit connection where sometimes with women, maybe you aren't opened up to receive love again because you haven't fully healed. You really know that you are healing when you are open to receiving new love. But I didn't know the level of if I had been healed. I remember when I was dating him, there was a time because I dealt with a lot of infidelity. My ex-husband had two babies by two different women wow. while we were married. Wow. wow. Yeah. So you talk about I, I, I went through it. Um, it was traumatizing. And then I remember when I finally had when I was finally open again to be able to be in a new relationship. I remember talking to him about like, you know, how do I learn how to trust again? And he looked at me. He says, trust. And I'm like, what do you mean? I'm waiting for this big, profound statement. Like, tell me, how do I learn to really trust you? He says, I'm going to tell you how. Once again, you're going to have to trust. I didn't really realize how much I had healed until I opened myself up to be able to trust him again by trusting. There is no yeah. other way to learn trust again. You've yeah. got to trust again. Yeah. There's no there's no protection no. around it. To learn to trust again, you have to trust. Yeah. I got one thing. <laughs> a lot of people focus on healing, but many people don't focus on growing. Yeah. Healing is repairing, but growing is restoring. Growing is replacing. Right. Some things God want to remove so he can bring something totally new. Am I making sense? Yeah. So a lot of people focus, I got to get my healing. I got to get my healing. <clears throat> right. Right. So when you heal, you go from hurting to healing, mm, right. then you stop. But in growing, I go from hurting to healing to wholeness to wholeness to wholeness to wholeness to wholeness to wholeness to wholeness. I keep becoming such of a new version that I, I don't even feel what happened to me whenever it happened. Yeah. I so, remember that it happened, but I forgot what it felt I like. I forgot what it felt like. That's exactly where I am. Yeah. I remember the things that happened, but there is a new love. I want to encourage women. There is a new love that you literally can enter into yeah. That you will remember that it happened, but you will forget what it felt like. Yeah, yeah. We we too concerned about repairing. Yeah. And God don't a lot of times God don't want to repair. We we need he to want to remove and restore yes. something brand new. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So you want to give us a new mind, 
He wants to give us new a new future. He wants to give us new appetites. We cannot get the new appetites if we just want to repair the old appetites to make the old appetites right. Mm. Mm. We usually want God to do something new with old things. If he's going to do something new, he does it with new things. He doesn't have to take old things to do new things. First of all, y'all listen, it's 1110 and they dropping bars. If y'all, I just need to make sure y'all still up getting this. Just put I'm up in the chat. If y'all still awake. I mean, y'all, I mean, it's first off, 1,300 people right now still on here. I'm, not, I'm afraid I to tell you what they see, said. I'm up. They said they, so our, <laughs> I'm not even going to tell you what they said. What they right. say? They, so our record is three hours and 30 minutes. So they said they want to break the record tonight. Well, wow. <laughs> guess what? We can, so, I'm, I'm seeing sure they, look, they say, they that. telling me that they up in the chat right now. Yes. And on top of that, we got they one, won. we have the final core value. That we got to get to people. I'm up. So I'm I am up, excited. Up, up. I am excited about yeah. this last core yeah. value. The people yeah. saying they up. So let's get to it. Shout out to Tony Rea and Kimberly <clears throat> Moore for sending over the super chat. And shout out to Marcus Odoms. And I think, see, I think Marcus is kind of, Marcus is he, this is the thing. You, you let me know what Marcus is thinking. Marcus says, gender roles faded with the independent women movement, which we are now evolving from. Women no longer want to carry the weight that God never intended for them to carry. So I think Marcus is saying he's on the side of the woman. Yeah, I, I, exactly, exactly. But but I think he's communicating for a lot of a lot of the guys that just don't believe. So yeah. it because it, I mean the the whole the whole thing it's a whole community that exists. Yeah, known as the red pill community for specifically in my opinion for guys who have been hurt. Yeah, right. Yeah. And it's a, Can I it, ask a question? Yeah. yeah. Why do we even give attention to that? I guess sometimes I understand what culture is saying. Yeah. That's not the culture. That's not the culture I'm a part of. So when you are moving forward and you are trying to adopt something new, I don't care what that culture says. That's not my culture. This my culture is a culture that literally still believes in love, still believes that there is beauty in marriage, still believes that God has someone that he has designed perfectly for me, still believes that I am worthy of being somebody's rib. I am somebody that's worthy of being protected. But if I care so much about the red pill community, mm. I'm taking <laughs> it's taking my thought process away of a whole different other community that's really out here. Who cares about that community? Yeah. That's not my community. Yeah. And if anybody is wanting to really grow and not stay who they were, yeah. find a new community. It's big enough to find your tribe. And when you find your tribe, own it. It's a lot of, I hate the bad rep for marriage. Marriage is beautiful. And you're talking to a woman who had a horrific marriage the first time around. That did not mean that I had to go to a community that was going to praise my pain and not encourage me and challenge me that on the other side of pain, there is really beauty for my ashes. My God. Until you believe that, then you let that community drag you down to where they are. No, no, no. You're going to have to come up to where I am. I'm God's daughter. I'm not just some random chick that's out here. I'm God's daughter. And because of that, from out of the eight, nine billion people in the world, no good you thing. mean to tell me mm. that he's going to withhold he's a good withhold thing nothing. from me? <laughs> no, you can have faith in the red pill community or you can come over to this community and have faith in this. Over here, we winning. Because they mm. will drag you down. If you let them. If you let them. First of all, thank you so much for that word. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> that, was, um, that was good. That was exactly what we needed and how we needed to address that. And as a matter of fact, this is the perfect transition 
into our final core value. I'm very excited about, by the way. Final round. I'm very <laughs> excited about this final core value. Yeah. So let's hear what we got for people. Before we go into it, let me say you already got your one core value. What's that? You said apologies and appreciation. Oh, yeah. It's one thing that you just adore. That's your core value. That's one right now for you to start creating your own. We're giving oh, you our core values. Yeah, this Y'all got to create your I'm, own. I'm, I will have months. an ex. That's a great yeah. exercise yeah. for you and your lady. Yeah. yeah. Sit down. Because I told you, me and Ryan will literally sit yeah. down at the top of a business yeah. and we will spend a whole weekend yeah. carving out our goals yeah. for the business, yeah. our core values. We literally yeah. have a whole spreadsheet yeah. of things we need to accomplish before we start doing anything in business yeah. together. Yeah. It's all the vision work. It's all yeah. the top level work before we get down to the ground. Yeah. You protect so you right about union. that. You protecting your union. Yes. Right. You're giving it direction. Yes. Man, man, you it's based your decision making is based on your core values. Yep. That's right there. So you you got one. That's a fact. The seven one, last one. In every area of our life, growth is the goal. You literally just hit it on the last part. I'm definitely taking that one. There's a difference between healing and then after you being stuck in a place of healing, healing then you go to wholeness. Then after that, God says, okay, now I have you whole. Let me allow you to keep growing and you grow and you grow. So the version that we're at today won't be the same version that we're at next week or a month from now. And so sometimes you have to sit back and look at your relationship and really say, like, how have you grown? We have grown tremendously, 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 because, I mean, literally, you have to think about it. What do you what do you say? Um, What's what's the quote that you say? Time doesn't heal all wounds. Time doesn't heal all wounds. Growth does. Yeah. Time does not heal all All wounds, but growth does. does. So there are certain things that may have happened in the relationship that we are past the point of healing. Now God is saying, I'm calling you all to grow. Outgrow that. Outgrow whatever that thing is. Because some hurts and some pains may never leave you. My God. But what if you outgrow them? If you outgrow them, then that means you are bigger than them. Mm -hmm. And Mm. what happened to you don't matter anymore. Right. Yeah. I can really let it go. When I'll grow, whatever happened to me. You cannot make your testimony become your idol. Absolutely. It happened. About what you went through. It happened to me. But I can't, I'm not going to just build my life just around that. It happened to me, but I have been mandated to grow past it. Let me create some new memories. Let me create some new opportunities. Let me create a, a, a new level of thinking. I can't just stick at where I was. I've got to be so focused. Okay, God, it happened. Now, where are we going? Where are we growing into the next season? It's something to really get excited about. Yeah, yeah. I have seen, and that's what's kept the sparks in our relationship. It's some things that's so funny that we've experienced together that I laughed at. Like, I... You had to be there for it to even happen. I can't even think about life separate from my husband because it's some things that we have gone through together that we have grown through together. Yeah. Where we can't even like, it's nothing for us to even talk about. We can just look at each other and be like, whew, remember when that happened? Absolutely. Growth has got to be exciting. Yeah. yeah. Got to be exciting. The excitement of life starts with new. The excitement with life starts with a new, a new vision, a new business. A new relationship. Yeah. Ryan. You know what I'm saying? A new pursuit. I get it. A new life. A new conversation. New friends. New direction. The excitement of life starts with new. So if I can't get new, then I'm stuck in old. Mm. And if I get stuck in old, 
the day I stop growing, that's the day I start, start dying. dying. Right. That's the day how, your relationship starts dying. How do I know though? How do I know that somebody is is as serious about this growth as I need them to be? What does that look like? Man, them creating, you seeing them creating habits that's going to take them beyond what's familiar. That's going to take them to a place that they don't know if they're going to get to. But if they keep pressing, you know, without a shadow of a doubt, it's going to bring the best out of them. Right. Mm. Even if it has not come yet. Even if it had come. Yeah, because I'm in a process. Yep. Yeah. We can't be in denial. I think that we don't give ourselves enough credit. You know, when you are with someone that wants to be beyond where you see them at right now. Absolutely. Casting vision, especially for men. Yeah. Casting vision for where we are. I remember before I met James, (laughs) I wrote a list of everything that I wanted in a man. The number one thing on my list was I wanted a man that I admired. And so the crazy part is with his background, it was one of the things like, God, I didn't ask God how it was going to happen, but I asked him for somebody that I could admire. And when I think about who my husband was and I go around his family back in Alabama and I see pictures and they tell me stories to see who he was to who God has called him to be. Pastor James is being modest. I have never met another man that knows the Bible like he does, has a deep well of revelation in him. And just to see who he was, where the first book that he ever read was uh, Michael Jordan's book. Come fly with me. Then to get into a situation where he's in lockdown in prison and to get the King James version of the Bible and to be able to understand it. It's a supernatural touch. But when I asked God for a man that I admired, I had no idea how he was going to wrap this man up. So even with ladies, when you're wanting to grow, write a list of what you want to be connected in your life. Sometimes growing looks like, do they have a plan? They may say these things, but once again, are you saying these things, but have you put actions behind it? Are you just saying it just because it sounds good to say, or are you really putting yourself in a situation where you now are saying it, but you're putting action behind it? So I wrote my list. I got myself together. I put myself on an app where I met my husband. Mm. I just wasn't talking about it. I was literally doing the work. And I will agree when he met me, there is something that I will never allow I never allowed my past to take away from me. I knew for a fact God had created me to be a wife. There is no other. You have some women that know that they were created to be mothers or some women that knew they were created to do, you know, maybe they found their their career that they know that this this is what they were created to do. I knew that God had created me to be somebody's helpmate. And I find great joy in it. I I definitely do. But once again, it's growth. Even me sitting here tonight, if you all know how um, private like I am, like if our social medias are like two totally different worlds, I probably post once a quarter. I'm just that naturally. But even growing, because this is the direction that God has taken his life in, I'm growing through this where I've allowed my life to be an open book because I'm so grateful from where God has brought me from because I'm continuously growing. The, I don't ever want to stop growing. Oh. And so sometimes growth looks like putting yourself in circles around people that give you the ability to look up. Yeah, absolutely. Without a shadow of a doubt. Can't always be the biggest fish in the room. Without a shadow we of a doubt. We are now entering into new new phases where we are in places where I'll never forget we were on this call. Couldn't even say nothing. And they were like, any questions? And we're both talkative. We both sat there like, I ain't got no question. And he was like, because they were talking so above our heads. Yeah. I didn't even know where to begin to formulate yeah. my question. Right. And because we were on the call, we got the opportunity. <clears throat> I said, okay, God, that means that you are trusting us and that you are preparing us to grow. What does your circle look like? Are you around a group of people 
that you can look up to that can give you the direction. You all's podcast and what God is doing and how God is changing you and how God is evolving you all. This is the first expression of growth. And it's 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 amazing to see. It's amazing because right now we're just sitting here in the beginning stages. I cannot wait to see what this looks like a year from now. Yeah. I want to ask you this too, because I think some ladies are experiencing this. Because I like how you said that. Yeah. You said when you talk about seeing if a brother is pro-growth yeah. or sister's pro-growth, yeah. look at the habits she creates in her yeah, life. Sure. Look at her actions, yeah. what she is absolutely doing. But my grandma used to say this. I'm sorry for cutting y'all. She used to say this. I can tell who you are by who you hang with. Yep. Who you running with. Yeah. If you see that a friend's fooling, she ain't too far from it. Just because you don't see her fooling, but you see her friend's fooling, fooling. <laughs> she ain't too far from it. And y'all, y'all know what fooling means. All right. Y'all already know. Together. Yeah. But check this out. Because I've heard ladies express this a lot. Mm. What if they see a brother who has the intention to do right? Yeah. He starts, he, he's, he's an ambitious brother, mm-hmm. and he starts projects, mm-hmm. but he doesn't quite finish. He's a project starter. He starts things and he stops it. This is a habit. This is pretty much a habit. <laughs> so like he started he, st- he started that, that real estate company, but he's, he stopped it after a few months. He started that, yeah. that multi-level marketing company, yeah. but then he stopped it when that wasn't yeah. popping. He started yeah. that credit repair company when that was popping. Then he kind of stopped it. He, but his his heart is in a good place. He's a good brother. Yeah, for he sure. wants he wants good for himself and his family, yeah. but he has not quite shown consistency in his action. Uh huh. But he's an action taker. What's your question? Yeah. Is that a, a, a concern? Is that should that, that be a concern for a woman? How, hey, how much a, patience should she have? A in major. That situation? It should be a major concern. Let, let, let me let me say this. <laughs> let me say this, and you can have it. Yes, it should be a concern. Watch this. If he, if he likes you and pursuing you and you can't challenge him to complete something, you got a problem. But if you the one, maybe you can challenge him to complete something. Because the, the goal has to be, if you're about to be in his life, he's about to be in your life, you got to have the ability to challenge him the same way he's going to challenge you. Mm. We've got to be careful not to fall in love with potential and really take a deep look at reality. Absolutely. I think a lot of women we fall in love with the potential of what they could be or what they could do. But you've got to show me that it's beyond potential that, yeah, I can push you, but I don't want to be your motor. God has not designed me to be your motor. I can challenge you, but I don't want to have to carry through and finish out your project for you before you're taking. And this is for a woman that is maybe not married yet. He's got to show you that he has the ability to start and and finish or carry on because if not, if he's waiting on me to be the motor behind what he's doing, at some point I'm going to be exhausted because yeah. I have something else that God has called me to do. And it may not be in connection with what he's supposed to do. You've got to show me some leadership before I connect fully to you. If you're married and this is where you are and you are married to someone and they never follow through, you all need to have a really, really deep conversation. Why aren't you following through? There could be something so deeply in him where he is now more fear-based than faith-based, where he somewhere feels inadequate, like he doesn't have the ability to finish what he started. You got to do some soul searching and figure out what it is and then come together as a team. And literally, this this is the beautiful part about growing. Let's grow into you finishing this. Mm. And then that's something you all can do together. 
Now it's just not him independently, but it's something that I literally heard this podcast tonight. And babe, I want us to come together and I want us to grow into you finishing this project. Mm. Five things stop a person from changing. Changing and growing. Pride. Rebellion. Ignorance. Fear. Laziness. Mm. These five things. Get your notepads out. It's a lot of notes tonight, (laughs) y'all. Give them that five one more time, please. These five things will stop a person from growing, accelerating, maturing, and being a good steward. Pride. Rebellion. 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 Ignorance. Laziness. Fear. You, whoever this person is, if you the gentleman, you struggling with starting and finishing, check your pride, Mm. check your rebellion, check your ignorance, check your laziness, check your fear. Mm. That's good. By the way, ladies, of those five things with any of the, and and brothers too, with the people that y'all dealt with in your life that have not been changing and specifically significant others, drop the one that y'all see that y'all actually deal with the most. In the chat, I want to see that. Probably, what do you think? Fear, pride, fear, fear and pride for me and pride and That's laziness. Wow, wow, felt, felt pride because, and laziness. Yeah, I, I think so because both of them got to do with talking, right? Who I am, I want people to see me in a certain light, a certain way, mm. right? But then laziness, I'm getting ready to do it, but you never do it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Everything is just all around. People want to be respected for what they say, but 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 they want to be respected for what they say instead of being respected for what they do. Mm. Now we right. got a couple couple super chats that came in. Wow. Uh, take the take the super chats. Yeah. Take them. Shout out to Kathy Wood. Shout out to Nicole. Uh, shout out to Kathy Wood and Nicolette. Nicolette says this couple exudes peace that surpasses all understanding. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, shout you. out to Bonita. She says. Pastor and the Mrs. are super anointed. They're so eloquent. Wife goals, couple goals, soul goals. I like that one. Soul goals. And uh, I think, uh, Pastor Tiffany, I, I think you might have woke up, woken up a few of the guys. Hey. Yeah, the guy says, Quentin, how can one trust someone when that person is displaying untrustworthy behavior? Why would you want to trust someone that is displaying dis- untrustworthy, untrustworthy behavior? behavior? That was, that, was, that was an easy one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then you got a, 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 a just somebody just don't, a, a red pillar, red pillar. <laughs> what, what, what are you talking about? What do you say? It just said marriage isn't worth it for men these days. Good men suffer every day. Wow. And I think, and God see, bless you, brother. Shout out to DeAndre. The thing is, this is the thing. And in his chat, I actually broke the rule. Remember, guys, $10 or above. But the reason I read that is because I think the reason he's in the chat is mm-hmm. because. He is looking for hope. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, That's absolutely. the only reason you would yeah. even be here. But we've got to be careful with our words. Right. Life and death is in the power yeah. of the tongue, and those that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Yeah, absolutely. If I've already pronounced that over my life, Myself. be ready to re- be ready yeah. to, to be able to be in that place where I'm, no, I'm never going to meet anybody. It's, you know, marriage is not for me. And then DeAndre, DeAndre, right? Yep. DeAndre, do yourself a favor. Change worlds. Mm. Maybe who you're looking for is not in the world you're in. That's so good. Maybe if you get out of this world, go into another world, and then you start seeing people thinking different, moving different, acting different, believing different, then you start getting different. Maybe she's in the next world. You stuck in your world. I used to say the exact you same thing. You gotta grow out of think, that world you're currently yeah, in. I used wow. to say the same stuff. I think it that's no, really oh yeah. go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. No, uh, it ain't no good women. It ain't man, marriage ain't for me. Yeah, yeah in that world, no, it's not. But when you come out of that world. It may be on for you. 
That's really great counsel because we had uh, Candid and Dozy on the show. That was the show I was telling you about. Mm -hmm. We was talking about sex and uh, or just abstinence rather right. and celibacy. And um, it was a young lady who was actually in the studio. One of uh, she's in Candid's community. Mm -hmm. So after you know we go outside, we having a conversation, and I'm having a com you know I'm having a conversation with her, and she was saying that she has been abstinent since 2015. Mm -hmm. So I'm talking to her, and she's kept saying mentioning the community, the community, and I'm like, yo, who is in this community? <laughs> And I think she said it was about 20 or so people in the community of women mm -hmm. that were all practicing abstinence, mm -hmm. all church going women, all of like minded. And I was joking, but I'm like, yo, y'all are unicorns. Like, where, where y'all at? <laughs> and she was like, well, you know, you don't date these type of women. I'm like, well, I don't meet these type of women. Wow. And she was like, well, are you trying to meet these type of women? And then I was like, well, I guess I'm not. And she was saying, well, that's the thing. You don't find women like that are in my community. Right. Because that is not where your mind is at. Yeah. That's good. And I, then that was a whole nother conversation. How did you receive that? I mean, she's 100% right. <laughs> first of all, she was like, first, she was like, first of all, this the, these are the only women that I'm around. Like, yeah. she's like the only women that I even see and yeah. talk to yeah. are women that are living this life. Yeah, she was, she was like, you got women. Wait, she's like, you have a sex with women on when? She was like first, wow. first night. They first still week. do that. Like she wow. was even shocked was that that's shocked. still happening. Yeah, wow. she's she's been so far removed mm -hmm. from that mm -hmm. that she thought it wasn't even going on no more. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> and I was asking her question like, where do you meet men at? And where did in yeah. the, even the event she was naming? I'm like, wow, I've never been. She's wow. like, yeah, yeah. I, I went to a, met guys at a comedy concert, but it was a Christian comedy oh, concert. Uh -huh. And I'm like, just. But she was absolutely right in that you have to recondition yourself and yes. you have to put yourself amongst these different communities to be able to find exactly what you're looking for. Yeah, so I'm sure. thinking in my mind, there's no women that's truly real and serious about practicing abstinence. That is just comes from the pits of hell. It's <laughs> but it's ridiculous. It, it's really yeah, that, that's exactly where it comes from. Just it's like his guys. Now, that, now, yeah. now, the reality is we are in a, a pretty dark culture yeah. in general. Yeah, so, like our mainstream culture is dark. Yeah, that's just the reality of the situation. So I think you do have to be very intentional about seeking and finding light. Absolutely. I think that's what it because you yeah. I think we try to find light in darkness and then we and then we say that there's no light. Because this nowhere. is the thing. If you found light in darkness, that means you're not in darkness because light always exposes. So time. you've got to make sure that you're in a place where you can be uncomfortable in a new season. And many times it's once again that familiarity. We don't expose ourselves to new things because that's not really what we're comfortable in. So I'm excited to see these new communities that you're about to start going. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Hey, don't be a talker, brother. You better you better walk <laughs> that walk, brother. You better walk that walk. Yeah. And, and she, we, was, she was very serious. And guys, look, please send. We about to get. Listen, it's 1130. We got to get these folks to bed because they can't. <laughs> so you listen, y'all, these last few Super Chats coming in yeah. is all we going to read. So go ahead and get them in now. These last ones, let's go ahead and read Sh these last ones. Get shout out, out to CR, Car uh, CR Scott. She's one, one of our lovely initiates. She just, look, she just promoting y'all. Awesome. She says, will you, Mr. and Mrs. Pastor, <laughs> be the honorable and official highly initiated that's like a new thing. Highly, highly everybody, no, everybody's in the chat. I I read highly, it wrong for a second. No, that's what they do. Y'all highly initiated. Highly that's what's going on right now. spiritual leaders. Wow. <laughs> See, yes. we already brought them back once. And then we got uh, DeAndre. He says, I'm from the church. I'm currently married and had the experience of being taken advantage of because I have Christian values. I'm guessing my wife saw me as a come up. 
There so you go. That's the same brother, by the way. He's, yeah. he's giving context to the situation. And I, and I appreciate that. But don't let one experience <sighs> become your life doctrine. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, oh my God. Yeah. Is, man, is that the, um, is the that, exception? is that the exception or is that the rule? Yeah. That's the question. Some things happen to us be the exception. And we'll take the exception and say, no, this is the rule. We'll make it a doctrine for our We'll life. make it a straight doctrine. It ain't, it ain't no good women. Because some one thing bad happened to you. Because some didn't go right for you. You'll make it the rule. The question becomes, man, are you going to get up and try it again? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, DeAndre, listen, you need to go ahead and hit that join, that membership <laughs> yeah, button, because you need to be up in here with us yeah. every Sunday, Monday, every and Wednesday. Yeah, for sure. Because I can understand how you can come, yeah. how you dealing yeah. with the emotions and yeah. all the things that come with that, especially if you had a family. And uh, yeah, you just need uh, to consistently be around something better. Our Absolutely. assignment, our assignment is not to allow anything or nobody to steal our hope. Yeah. When I say hope, I'm talking about a joyful anticipation of something good. Yeah. Everybody has a joyful anticipation of something good coming mm. unless you allow something or someone to steal it. Yeah. Unless you allow a situation to steal it. But hope can listening to us and listening to the story, if you can just believe it and receive it, hope should start being start. It should start stirring up in you. I think mm. because of what I went through and it was so traumatic, it yeah. made me have a level of appreciation for my husband. That is just when you go through something so awful yeah, experience and then you meet someone and then they are the exact opposite. I never allowed hope to be taken away from me. And that's the thing. You've got to wake up every day because either you're hoping for something good or you're hoping for something bad. You've got to make the decision. Either you're having faith in something good or you're having faith in something bad. Yeah. Every day we wake yeah. up and we utilize these things. It just depends on if you're using it for darkness or if you're using it for light. Absolutely. I choose to believe the best for my life. I choose. I choose to believe that anything that is attached to me, it grows. I believe that I am fertile soil. I believe that I have the ability to enter into someone's life and then they can grow because of their because of their connection to me. If you don't believe these things about yourself, it's going to be very hard to even attract that or then yeah. you will get someone that maybe will use you. So, DeAndre, my prayers for you is that you've heard something tonight and that the spirit of God literally quickens you where you can have hope again. Yeah. And this is the other part too. Yeah. We pastor a church, but there is some key phrases that I've often heard. And I've actually heard them on this podcast when we talk about men of God. And we also talk about, you know, like I grew up in the church or I'm just religious. I want people to move back to the church. That's a building individually. We are the church. Stop looking at where someone goes and start looking at who, who they, they are, are in life. I'm not talking about a man of God being a preacher. I'm talking about God's man. It's a big difference. So we put ourselves in these situations and I met him at church. You met him in a building. Did you really meet the church? Did you meet the person? It ain't about the building. It's about who you are individually. And I don't know DeAndre, but there may have been some signs that he possibly saw because unless somebody is just real slick with it, I'll say for myself, I knew exactly what I was getting into my first time around. That was a Tiffany made decision. So when I made the decision, I had to yeah. put my big girl panties on and make the decision to get myself out of it. But when I make God's decision, when God is the core, which was our number one value, then at that <clears> point, I can bring everything to him. And he is the one that comes in as the comforter, as an advocate, as the standby. He has so many functions. So my prayer is people do not do life without God. 
And man, first of all, that that was amazing. But secondly, I want to just anybody, especially my brother here, that's dealing with that very cynical mindset that the world has put onto you where you just doubting that any good can happen. Just be very careful because that mindset is contagious. Because if you believe that you can't have and you literally you believe that you're in this world and there you can't create this thing. What other things do you believe you probably can't create? So good. Now, do you believe that you probably can't create financial wealth and success for yourself? Because the statistics are that most businesses fail after year one and, you know, 10 percent of only businesses have success. Do you also believe you can't have emotional and mental health or wealth, I should say, in that area of your life? Or are you just selectively cynical where you believe you can have all of these financial successes, but you can't get this? It's a double mindedness there. So just make sure that you guys, again, man, like remove the weeds from your mind Mm -hmm. and make sure that you really are only putting things into your mind that's going to truly create harvest. And if you somebody who was married, it sounds like at one point you were hopeful. Right. And you did believe that you could create a happy family, but you literally let one woman come in there and remove that entire hope from your life. Brother, that's that's I'm going to be honest. That's weak. Mm. You can't. Nobody should be able to control what you, you start. You might start a business that might fail. Does now business not work because that took place? No. So we got to be very careful what we let move and shake us off what we want to create in our lives. But in general, I want to leave it at that. That's a good word. But DeAndre, please make sure you join. As a matter of fact, please, I want to see before we get up out of here, I want 10 initiates to join the family here tonight because y'all know we're growing something major. Say it again now. We had about 1167 now. They're going to sleep now. Yeah. We're going to let y'all, we're going to let y'all get up out of here. No, 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 no. What it is, is, you know, that the ad kicking in. So it's going to pop back up back at that 1300 real quick. Okay. That's the ad kicking in. But yeah, it's a, listen, that's what we got to force a safe space for, you know, deep connection between men and women. So it's really, I, I really appreciate the men who chime in. Likewise. And yeah. our, Big and shout out to the brothers in on. here. Yeah. It was, the brothers was active yeah, tonight. they yeah. were. Shout they out was. to the brothers. Bless y'all, man. The ladies gonna share. The ladies gonna right. share and they gonna share some some deep, dark stuff that they might not have, have even shared before, you right. know, whether in private or with family. So the guys, the fact that the guys, y'all got the guys coming out is, is very special. So wow. we'll, we'll appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. I love it. DeAndre, send us an email, by the way, to info at Harley Initiated. Yeah. Send us an email. Make sure you join. Dre, we're going to get you right. Here. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I love seeing the brothers active in here. We know the ladies, man. Yeah. It's just some, the ladies, y'all truly just design the support. Yeah. Right? Matter of fact, we know y'all believe in gender roles up in here. Because <laughs> y'all just in here yeah. loving and supporting and nurturing the platform. And I'm really, I'm really thankful to have the brothers in here as well. And listen, again, I want you guys, I want 10 initiates here to join the family today. As you know, the initiates are the people that literally tell us which guests to come to, to bring on the platform, what topics we need to be speaking out. And y'all are our North Star to grow in this channel. So we need you guys to be active and consistently continue to feed us so we can continue to feed you right back. Sure. And I got to thank y'all too. Blessings yeah. to y'all oh, for coming out here. They took a flight. Yeah. I'm telling y'all, flight they took a flight and here. Everything. Flight delays and, they and all. they still came out here late. Done spent three, four, four hours with us at yeah. this point. Longest, the <laughs> yeah. longest live we've ever done. The most people we've ever had. Truly broke a record. Truly broke a record. <laughs> and it was absolutely yeah. worth it, man. Yeah. We to love everybody, you guys. Son of the sound of my boys, y'all can go. If y'all hadn't got the Secret of the Soul Child book, the audio book or the book, y'all can go right now to www.pastorjamestfc 
fcc.church. Y'all can cop that. I'm gonna throw it in the yeah. I'm gonna throw it in the description. Yes, yeah, and y'all sure. please make sure you follow these two on Instagram. You talk yeah. about trying to keep a light in your life. They are amazing people that you want to even see when you scroll up. You this is what you need yes. on your timeline. Some light. Yeah. And, and some people still ask, and we did hit number seven, but you could just say number seven for them real quick. In all areas of life, growth is the goal. Yeah. Matter of fact, in let's... my spiritual life, growth is the goal. In my financial life, growth is the goal. Yes. In my marriage, growth is the goal. Yes. In my friendships, growth is the goal. Oh, what other what other life? My social life, growth is the goal. Yeah. My education, growth Wake is the goal. Up and in grow. my career, growth is the goal. Wake up, up and, and grow. And grow. That's well, no, no I, and listen, just just I, I'm probably this probably gonna be repetitive, but for our people that just might might have came in, like, can we give them a summary of all seven core values and then we get up out of here? I just want to give them seven real quick. Number one, God is first. Yes, and we put each other first. Mm-hmm. Number two. Um, uh, um, um, if it matters to you, it matters, it matters to, me. to me. It matters to me. Number three, physical abuse, verbal abuse, neglect, rejection, or cancers to our covenant. Cancers. Yeah. Number four, we never go to bed. We say, we I, love say I love you every day, every day, and, and we, we never go, go to, to bed, bed angry. Well, we don't sleep in we don't sleep in bed separately when we're angry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Number five, we don't keep score. Yeah. No, we keep a score, y'all. Keep, keep score. Not at all. Number six. My assignment is sacrifice. Yeah. Your assignment is submission. submission. Mm. I'm going to use that one. I hope you yeah, know. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and number seven, in all areas of life, growth is, is the, the goal. goal. Yeah. Man, first of all, that was a test to make yeah. sure they could do it without yeah. looking at it. Uh, I was ready, let me too. I was ready to be tested. I thought you know, the listen, funny I thing think was, me and talking could spit them. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> honestly, we used to do that like at our companies, right? I love it. We used to do that. We used to have special test for whoever can name all the core values. We used to give a funny. prize, but yeah. that just shows the importance of it. And guys, I hope you guys got this hit today because this yeah. is definitely one of my favorite episodes here, breaking down core values. If you don't have any, if you didn't know they existed, now you got seven of them as a yeah. template. Or create your own. That you can start with. Yeah. Or have it as an exercise. Y'all gonna have a core value night. You get to stay in the house and come up with it with your lady, your man, whatever the case is. <laughs> that sounds fun. Actually, yeah, that's how fun it is because it shows that you're growing. Yep. Mm. It shows that you want to grow. Yeah. Mm. And you're going. And you're yeah. going. You're growing. And, and you're going. And you're going to be glowing. <laughs> and you're going to be glowing. <laughs> yes. So, hey, listen, y'all. Y'all know we love you. I still ain't got 10 people in here. Y'all know we're going to let y'all go ahead and have a good time because it's still almost 1,200 people up in this chat. We're going to let y'all have a good time in here. I want to see 10 initiates join the family here tonight. But I'm going to let y'all go ahead and get some sleep, all right? But y'all already know hardly initiated. We are out.